Focus for maximum picture quality, and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you, um, some attention please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going, keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity Ice Cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling transient loads of thought careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart. You know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! Welcome to the weekend edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide. And hey, second night of the brand new computer in all as well. Uh, of course, joining me, uh, as always on the Friday program, well, he's back, ladies and germs, Mr. Joe Santorsa from Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. The hub of the Northeast, we are here. Excellent, excellent. And also, uh, sitting in for Rain, who is uh, going to be partying her keister off with Bobber uh, and a bunch of other folks that uh, we know and love. Uh, she's got the night off, so uh, uh, sitting in with us tonight, Michelle and Miles from Port St. Lucie, Florida. Welcome to the show. Glad to be here. Me too. Yeah, glad to have both of you here with us. So very excited uh, to uh, suss out the news. Uh, and wow, there's some news. Uh, <laughs> well, first of all, ladies and germs, um, it, I don't think anybody will be shocked by this, but it's a headline that I need to read from the Washington Post, everyone. I can fake it. Uh, from uh, Amy B. Wang from uh, July 5th. Uh, the Washington Post. Some Trump supporters thought NPR tweeted propaganda. It was the Declaration of Independence. What? Yeah, yeah. So uh, here we go. Uh, here's this is the uh, the story. Uh, for about 20 minutes Tuesday, NPR traveled back to 1776. Uh, to echo its 29-year on-air tradition, the public radio uh, network's main Twitter account uh, tweeted out the Declaration of Independence line by line. There, in 113 consecutive posts and in 140 character increments, was the text of the treasured founding document of the United States from its soaring opening to its searing indictments of King George III's absolute tyranny to, uh, to its very last signature. Who could have taken issue with such a patriotic exercise done in honor of the nation's birthday? Quite a few people, it turned out. Uh, perhaps it was the Founding Fathers' capitalization of random words or the sentence fragments into some of uh, into which some of the Declaration's most recognizable lines were broken, but plenty of Twitter users reacted angrily to the thread, accusing NPR of spamming them or, even worse, trying to push an agenda. Seriously, this is the dumbest idea I've ever seen on Twitter, uh, a Twitter user named Darren Mills said after NPR had only gotten as far as the Declaration's dateline. Literally, no one is going to read 5,000 tweets about this trash. <laughs> um, wow. And uh, Darren Mills also followed up with a tweet that said, This is why you're going to get defunded. <laughs> Spoken like a true patriot. Yeah, and uh, 
Well, somebody thought they were hacked, uh, but, uh, you know, but there was all kinds of crazy blowback. Uh, It's, oh yeah, this one's great. Uh, When the line, it is the right of the people to alter or abolish, uh, I'm sorry, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and institute new government. And this guy named uh, at just S. Raphael, S. Raphael, I don't know. Um, so NPR is calling for revolution. Interesting way to condone the violence while trying to sound patriotic. Your implications are clear. They're clear. They're, no, no, no. They're clear. Um, another one. Uh, propaganda. Is that all you know how? <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> propaganda. Is that all you know how? How? <laughs> Try supporting a man who wants to do something about the injustice in this country. Hashtag draining the swamp. Tweeted one user whose account has since been deleted, but whose messages were captured by Winnipeg Free Press reporter Melissa Martin. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> oh, so fucking stupid. They f- they had to feel so dumb, and they deleted their goddamn account. Oh, I would delete my life if I were them. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, that's that's uh, Joe. Joe, I know one of those guys owned up and uh, apologized, but uh, yeah, that that story is. Here's the thing: when the the people that are complaining about NPR being um, political, yeah, and and whatnot, it, it is very telling that when they see NPR tweeting about tyranny that they immediately associate their own side as that what they're talking about and knee and, and knee jerk reaction is to go into defense mode. Yes. Oh absolutely. That's you know it, yeah, you you're you're totally right. You know, and, and uh I I know somebody else was like, please stop, this is not the right place. <laughs> um, I guess Russia would be the right place, right? (laughs) What do you think, Michelle? (laughs) Well, actually, this is kind of funny because I actually heard that this has been done for years where people have done something similar to this. They've taken the Declaration of Independence out on 4th of July. Mm -hmm. Some people have made it into like a petition. Some people have just made it into some sort of like little thing that they're showing people and they're getting people to try to sign the petition or sign, you know, to read it. And people, you know, for the majority think it's like communist propaganda. And the few that actually understood it were like, hell, yeah, I'll, I'll sign that. But there are others that just completely refuse to have anything to do with it. It is very peculiar, isn't it? Oh, it's it's peculiar. All right. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to see if there's any, any other good ones here we can, we can read, but, uh, uh, no, it looks like they just, they just printed the rest of the, or the entire declaration of independence, but yeah, one, but yes, the one guy did own up to his mistake. Um, the, the one whose name, like just, uh, S raffle. Yeah. The implications are clear guy. Yeah. He realized yeah. he goofed. Yeah, I tweeted a very dumb comment, but ask yourselves, if read to the average American, would they know you were reading from the Declaration of Independence? I do now. <laughs> and that's the death of Painful civics. lesson learned. 
At the very I least, know. if you don't know, if here's here's the thing. This is my advice to the stump dumb Trump cult out there: is if at the very least, you know what? I might not have recognized some of those lines because I don't have the Declaration of Independence memorized. But if I had seen it out of you know out of context, I would have. Oh, I don't know. If I would have read it, I I would have known that it was a quote from something because it has very archaic language in it. So I would have Googled it. Go to a Google church. You know, it's it's pretty <laughs> easy to do that. You know, it it does not take much. Um, and uh, all you have to do is highlight the pay, uh, highlight the 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 text, right click on it, and then. Search Google for this phrase. It's so easy. It's so easy. I find myself, uh, you know, it's an invaluable tool. Oh, and by the way, we'll talk about it later, but uh, a a journalist, quote-unquote journalist over at Mediaite today, um, desperately tried to spell the word hieroglyphs. Let me see if they... uh, 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 Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, not even hieroglyphs, but hieroglyphics. The journalist spelled it H-Y-R-O-G-L-I-F-I-C-S. Spell something. That spells something. (laughs) Yes. And uh, again, if you you get that squiggly red line under a word, (laughs) it's not a prize for spelling an extra. Yeah, it's not a prize for spelling an extra specially good. So uh, there is a... Well, oh, there is a uh, some kind of band or artist, musical artist that spells their name that way. So I can maybe kind of forgive it, but seriously, you look oh, so irritating. Anyway, I'm so I'm, oh I'm, that I'm over, oh that would torpedo you. <laughs> uh, I, I'm just over over stupid people, but yeah, you know, uh, poor poor stump Trump uh, stump dumb Trump cultists. They just can't. They, you know. The, all this propaganda, America was just founded on all this on all this commie claptrap propaganda. What are, what are they going to do? So, if, uh, if I could get back to that journalist, um, this uh, to be a journalist, isn't it typical that you would have some sort of journalism degree? Uh, I think they're probably more a staff writer and not a journalist. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm assuming that. That uh, maybe they have a degree in communications from, like, you know. I was going to say, their college must be so proud. Well, you know, I, I, I bet I know uh, which uh, university that they attended here. I, I think I uh, I think I have a, a drop for that. Um, yes, this Trump one. University. Go pricks. There we go. That's uh, it. Or what is it University of Phoenix? Isn't that the one everybody makes fun of? <laughs> that's That's it. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. So you th- I don't know if that was a staff writer or a staff infection that wrote that. Uh, <laughs> see, there you go. Uh, Joe's back. He's back. Uh, of course. Oh, He's back. Yeah. And oh, by the way, P.S. Mueller will be joining us tonight in hour three on the show. Uh, but by the yeah. way, you know what else mm-hmm. you could Google? What's you know that? what else you could Google? How many intelligence agencies we have. You really don't have to do a lot of intensive investigation oh. to do that. Oh, yeah, Especially yeah. If, You know, so, I mean, Google comes in handy, like, even when you're looking at you're the president and wondering who works for you. Yeah. Go do a Google search. Yeah. So yeah. We, we'll get, we will get to that story later. We will get to that story later. Um, right. But um, 
So uh, the G20 summit's going on right now. And uh, I don't know if anybody's seen, but uh, looks like uh, Putin has, has made it official that uh, Trump is his cuck subservient. Did you see mm -hmm. the handshake? No. I saw, I saw the handshake. How? Well, I saw the handshake and I saw the way he didn't look at Trump. He yeah, kept were, looking at his shoes. Yeah, Trump had his hand out. And Putin waited a nice long time before extending his hand in uh, reciprocation. Oh, nice. Yeah, so he, he played him uh, like a kazoo. So I love the gif. I love the gif too of the uh, first lady of Poland. Oh yeah, <laughs> just breezing like right <laughs> past the uh, sleazy dog. Yeah, right. That didn't want to touch those hands. Yeah, she didn't want to. Get, <laughs> she doesn't know where they've been. She doesn't know what what he's been grabbing. No. So, no, or maybe no. she didn't I mean, want to get grabbed herself. Michelle, that's a pretty. That's, that's a reasonable concern for a woman. Hell yeah, especially with him and his history. Yeah. Those tiny little hands, they, they might be small, but they're quick. <laughs> they're, they're like spiders. Yeah, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, they, the, the, problem with, the problem with small hands is you don't know where they are until they're actually pinching something. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Stop it. This is Ew. insane. Wait, that's the wrong clip. <laughs> okay, that's... Oh, that's I it. will. I will profess innocence on Michelle's comment. I have nothing further to comment on. No, that's all right. I. I oh my God, that that's funny. I, I don't know. That was a that was an old clip from Turn Up the Night. That was my voice. This there. is insane. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great impression of you, Ken. It really is. I'm gonna I'm gonna it get is. rid of that. I, I met. I thought it was the Ann Romney "Stop It" uh, uh, line. <laughs> She um, sounds remarkably like you too. Yeah. So well, now they, here, here we go. This is a, stop it. There it is. Okay, much better. So, um, all right. She and, uh, said she said to Donald Trump when his hands were wandering, wandering little creepy stop spider it. Stop hands. It. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Spider slimy, hands. slimy. Uh, but yeah, back hands. to uh, Putin. Putin shake. Putin shake. Oh yeah. There's a great picture out there, uh, you know, and they did shake hands, but, you know, basically he pulled a Trudeau on him, you know, and he desperately wants to be these guys friends and they're like, nah, you can, you can, you can beg for it. And he does it. He's a little lap dog. Yeah. He's, um, he, didn't he bring a, a dog to uh, a meeting with uh, Angela Merkel because she's afraid of dogs. Uh, Putin? Yeah. Oh, I didn't hear you about know, he that, did. but I heard oh, about yeah, he the, did. I, I heard about the epic eye roll uh, from uh, from Merkel. No, he actually he actually did that. He he knew Merkel um, was afraid of dogs, and he brought this huge dog into their their uh, bilateral meeting. Well, they have just, so many of them just wandering around the streets now that, you know, they, they, you know, all those family pets. So, I don't know, maybe he thought he could take, you know, take it as a gift since uh, that's their only natural resource that's worth anything anymore. Well, I was thinking more or less like today he might have brought in uh, uh, Mr. Mueller with them to intimidate Mr. Trump. 
There you Wouldn't go. Wouldn't that be funny if he walked into the meeting with Mueller? Sure. Yeah, that would be great. But yeah, yeah. I just confessed. <laughs> yeah, I, honestly, I've been following this so little, you know, the the G20 thing, just because it's like I I, I find that my cringe muscles start hurting when I watch yeah. shit like this. Yeah. But you know, I have an idea, Miles, as how things should go right now. Um, I think Democrats. Uh, I, well, I, I just think we should implement our own travel ban right now. And uh, make it so Trump can't return to the country. Okay. Oh gosh, you know I would uh, <laughs> wishful thinking, I suppose. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know about all about wishes, right? Uh, all I've moved things <laughs> around, so I have to find my. Uh, there it is. If wishes and busts were clusters of nuts, we'd all have a bowl of granola. There's no Trump. Uh, there's no uh, granola in Trump's America. So, uh, <laughs> you know uh, the not, history of the G20, don't you, Ken? Uh, oh, in what in, in what respect, how they, Charlie? How they, how they got how they got their name? Uh, <laughs> do tell. The, they, yeah, well, they the caterer asked them how many people were coming, and they said, "Well, let's say G20." Oh, see, there you go. That that was pretty corny, Joe. I'll give you a, I'll give you a shot. <laughs> Oh, and did you hear that idiot didn't even have a hotel booked? He had to stay at an embassy or something? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, he waited so long, he didn't book a hotel, so they had to put him in, like, a guest house at an embassy or something. Yeah. Oh, Fucking... I'm not the president, but I stayed at a Holiday Inn last night. I sure hope that that freeloader uh, paid up, uh, coughed up some uh, some rubles for that uh, free stay. What a, what a shit bag. Seriously. Jeez. You know, he could have slept on Air Force One, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, that thing's nicer than my house. <laughs> so, I know. <laughs> um, it's nicer than both our houses. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> and a lot bigger, too. Yeah, totally. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so it's just an embarrassment of riches. I'm sure we'll, we'll have some other recap stuff, but there, I do have one clip we'll play later. Uh, or maybe we should just get to it now. Do you, you want to get to the... Uh, uh, Trump being forced to address Russian interference in our election. Oh, oh yeah. All right. Uh, here, we, here we go. I don't. I didn't have a chance to get the name of the uh, NBC reporter, but I'm going to try and find it now. But she, uh, she really knocked him around. It was pretty great. Will you once and for all, yes or no, definitively say that Russia interfered in the 2016 election? Well, I think it was Russia, and I think it could have been other people in other countries. Uh, could have been a lot of people interfered. I've said it very, I said it very simply. I think it could very well have been Russia, but I think it could well have been other countries. And I won't be specific, but uh, <laughs> I think a lot of people interfere. I think it's been happening for a long time. It's been happening for many, many years. Now, the thing I have to mention is that Barack Obama, when he was president, found out about this in terms of if it were Russia, uh, found out about it in August. Now, the election was in November. That's a lot of time. He did nothing about it. Why did he do nothing about it? He was told it was Russia by the CIA, as I understand it. It was well reported. And he did nothing about it. They say he choked. Well, I don't think he choked. I think what happened is he thought Hillary Clinton was going to win the election. And he said, let's not do anything about it. Had he thought the other way, he would have done something about it. So he was told in early August by presumably the CIA, that Russia was trying to get involved or meddling pretty strongly with the election. 
He did nothing about it. The reason is he thought Hillary was going to win. And if he thought I was going to win, he would have done plenty about it. So that's the real question is why did he do nothing from August all the way to November 8th? Why did he do nothing? His people said he choked. I don't think he choked. So the follow- all right. Uh, I'm going to pause it there because I didn't get, get a chance to cut this up. So he spent so much time whining about Obama and Clinton there and barely even scratched the surface on criticizing Russia. I mean, he didn't. He didn't. You know, he's like, I, I think it probably was, but there are other countries that it might have been too, and I'm not going to get specific. Yeah, and she she really she really stayed with them on that question. Oh, oh by the way, it's MSNBC's Hallie Jackson. She did because right. she we have more until she essentially gets totally cut off by the uh, uh, I don't know whoever was hosting the event. But um, yeah, so uh, Trump uh, was it in that clip or is that I I, I might have spaced out? Did he mention that he didn't realize how many uh, um agencies we had no, any intelligence okay all right it was so, on that clip it was it was in her questioning that uh that it came oh. up it was his rant yeah so well let, let's listen to the the second half of this real quick will you once and for all yes or no definitively say that russia interfered in the 2016 election oh damn it well i think it was russia and i think it could have hang on i accidentally stopped the clip and didn't pause it so i need to wait for it to get caught up here so i'm gonna um, I'm going to do a preemptive strike here and uh, read. Uh, okay, Trump gets a little confused about how many intelligence agencies we actually have. And um, he did, doesn't realize, you know, at one point he says, oh, I didn't know we had that many. And I'll, maybe four of these agencies agree. Well, okay, he's got it all fucking wrong. PolitiFact covered it. But anyway, uh, the, all of the intelligence agencies, we've never read them on the show before. Um, Rain might have in the past, but it, it, it's definitely worth reading again. Air Force Intelligence, Army Intelligence, Central Intelligence uh, Agency, Coast Guard Intelligence, Defense Intelligence Agency, Energy Department, Homeland Security Department, State Department, Treasury Department, Drug Enforcement Administration, Federal Bureau of Investigation, Marine Corps Intelligence, National Geospatial Intelligence Agency, um, National Reconnaissance Office, National Security Agency, Naval Intelligence or Navy Intelligence, and the Office of the Director of National Intelligence. So that's 17, dumb Donnie. And uh, sounds like it to me. Yeah, and we are okay. So we're almost caught up. I silenced the clip while we get caught up to the space because I can't fast forward, unfortunately. So here, let's get back to it. That's the Uh, real question: is why did he do nothing? No, it's not the real question. August all the way to November eighth. All right. Why did he do nothing? His people said he choked. I don't think he choked. So the follow-ups for you on that, Mr. President, you again say you think it was Russia. Your intelligence agencies have been far more definitive. They say it was Russia. Why won't you agree with them and say it was? Well, I'll tell you, let me just start off by saying I heard it was 17 agencies. I said, boy, that's a lot. Do we even have that many intelligence agencies, right? Let's check it. And we did some very heavy research. It turned out to be three or four. It wasn't 17. And many of your compatriots had to change their reporting and they had to apologize and they had to correct. Now, with that being said, mistakes have been made. I agree. I think it was Russia, but I think it was probably other people and or countries. And I see nothing wrong with that statement. Uh, Nobody really knows. Nobody really knows for sure. I remember when I was sitting back listening about Iraq, weapons of mass destruction. 
how everybody was 100 percent sure that Iraq had weapons of mass destruction. Guess what? That led to one big mess. They were wrong and it led to a mess. So it was Russia and I think it was probably others also. And that's been going on for a long period of time. But my big question is, why did Obama do nothing about it from August all the way to November 8th? He did nothing about it. And it wasn't because he choked. And before Dear I lady, to President two questions. Dear Dear lady, being angry Dear lady, President two Obama, questions. President, Thank you very much. Thank you very much. You must go. <laughs> Dear lady. Dear lady. Condescending. <laughs> Um, Jesus. So, uh, okay, so so here's the thing. Uh, the CIA, FBI, um, NSA, those are like blanket organizations. So when he's like, oh, it's only like three or four that really agreed. They're like, umbre- uh, uh, not blanket, they're uh, umbrella agencies for the smaller departments, you know? Right. So they issue a statement. It's like in in the the smaller statements might concur, but not issue their own individual statements. I don't know exactly how it works, but they all concur. All seventeen. It's not a lie. It's easily found out. All seventeen of those agencies that I read off all agree that we were hacked and attacked by the Russians during our election process. And he keeps bringing up the the WMDs. The intelligence never told them that there were 100% sure of WMDs. Yeah. That was a lie perpetrated by the Bush administration to manipulate us into a war with a country we had no business going to war with. Bingo. So it wasn't the intelligence agencies that made the mistake. It was the Bush administration that lied to us about what they were told. And... What uh, she? Um, I'm sorry. Well, let me let me find her name again. Um, I uh, yeah, uh, Hallie Jackson. A really important thing she brought up at there at the end, Michelle, uh, was when are you going to take this level of anger that you're pointing at President Obama? When is you going to turn that on? Oh, I don't know, Russia. He's not. Obama is a convenient scapegoat for everything that goes wrong with him. Because, you know, remember, he was against him from the start, that whole birther thing. Yeah, and, uh, the, you know, and, and what have we heard uh, the, the entire eight years of President Obama, uh, Miles, uh, anytime you brought up anything about Bush, like Trump just did there, <laughs> you know, uh, anytime you brought up Bush, oh, there you go, bringing up Bush again. Yeah, it's... Uh... It must be so inconvenient for them when, and, and and Obama was really diplomatic about these things. I yeah. mean, throwing the uh, throwing the previous administration under the bus was really uh, not his not his thing. Yeah. It wasn't. I, it, 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 Trump is totally about not taking the blame, deflect, obfuscate. He just can't. He can't handle anyone looking at anything he does negative so he's like obama did it and oh russia no deflect look somewhere else yeah i mean the uh, curious question here is sure. that um he's whining about obama not doing something about something that he denies exists yeah and by the way is doing nothing about now 
and they're still doing it. So the begs the question, what are you doing about it? You big fat asshole. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but, uh, all right. So, uh, on that note, yes, there you go. It's, uh, it's, we're, we're, we're back to square one. I guess I, I can keep, uh, keep this drop on hand for a while. Thanks, Obama! Uh, cause everything's his fault, right? Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and, uh, run to the break, uh, and I think, uh, we, we, I think there's a, a necessary song that we need to play right now <laughs> for, uh, <laughs> Lion Dawn. For Lion Dumb Donnie. So, uh, all right, let's go ahead and run to the break. We'll be right back with lots more with Joe, Michelle, Miles, and, of course, P.S. Mueller will be coming up in Hour 3, and we're going to have Kat on a reverse call-in to give us an update on the arrest from uh, Senator Rob Portman's office here in, in uh, Ohio today. So hang tight. We'll be right back with lots more Turn Up the Night right after this. Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Every Tuesday and Friday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. All of us need to stop focusing on the lobbyists and the bloggers and the talking heads on radio. And KennyPick.com. Ah, banana oil. When you living with stress This is what you play to get shit off your chest This is what you play when people got you fed up This is what you play when you just don't give a fuck This is what you need when your car breaks down This is what you need when there's traffic all around This is what you need when you just walk in And catch your fiance with your best friend This is what you play when you get laid off And find out that your final check's way off This is what you need when you run out of weed Or your baby mama tripping with your firstborn seed This is what you need when them ends don't meet This is what you need when you fighting in the street This is what you play when you all the way through This is what you play when you say fuck you, fuck you. This is something real for everyone who feels like Throwing middle fingers in the air If you ever been stuck or down on your luck Throw your motherfucking fingers in the air for everyone who feels like throwing middle fingers in the air If you ever been stuck or down on your luck Throw your motherfucking fingers in the air This is what you play if your boss is a jerk This is what you play when you on the way to work This is what you need when you come up shorter Or at the drive-thru when they fuck up your order This is what you play when you waiting in line This is what you play when people wasting your time This is what you need when someone breaks your heart And says me and you we need some time apart This is what you play when you got dirt on your shoulder This is what you play when the police pull you over This is what you need when you just can't stand it Every time you do right they take you for granted This is what you play when we in a recession This is what you play when politicians don't listen This is what you play when you all the way through This is what you play when you say fuck you Something real for everyone who feels like throwing middle fingers in the air. If you ever been stuck or down on your luck, throw your motherfucking fingers in the air. This is something real for everyone who feels like throwing middle fingers in the air. If you ever been stuck or down on your luck, throw your motherfucking fingers in the air. I'm me, that's how I'ma do If you don't like it, fuck you, do you 
If you don't like it, say fuck you too Or some of you might say suck my ooh This is about being real with yourself Sometimes you gotta say fuck everybody else Sometimes you gotta let people do what they do Sometimes you gotta stop them and say fuck you, fuck you This is something real for everyone who feels like Throwing middle fingers in the air If you ever been stuck or down on your luck Throw your motherfucking fingers in the air This is something real for everyone who feels like Throwing middle fingers in the air If you ever been stuck or down on your luck Throw your motherfucking fingers in the air Hey, this is Brad Friedman from bradblog.com and the Bradcast, heard right here on Indie Media Weekly. Thanks for supporting truly independent media, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Hey, I'm Rick Beatty. And I'm Nick Sadler. And I am Jody Hamilton. We are from the bunker. So we do a one-hour weekly podcast. Where we get to speak our mind about stuff from a liberal perspective. We will be on Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. We are so excited. If you don't have any right-wing friends, you'll feel at home with us. From the bunker. With Jody Hamilton. Nick Sadler. And Richard Beatty. On Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. This is metal aficionado Kenny Pick. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, it's Gods and Monsters. Gods of Metal and Monsters of Rock, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Brace yourselves for two big hours of hard rock and heavy metal, selected from my own personal music vault. You'll hear classics from the extended family trees of Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, and Kiss, heavy metal standards like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, and Dio. You'll get a heap and a helping of power metal, speed metal, thrash, melodic, glam, you name it, it's here. Except death metal and new metal. I do not like that stuff. You'll hear guitar virtuosos and shredders from the Leviathan and Shrapnel Records catalogs. Rare gems from the new wave of British heavy metal, some guilty pleasures in the form of 80s hair metal, and rock and metal from around the globe. Gods and Monsters. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. This is Indie Media Weekly, extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. This is Stephanie Miller. You're listening to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Great Scott, what is that? It's really weird, but it's also the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard in my whole life. It's terrible, by the way, totally overproduced. The first known instance of a man who was killed because he had lousy ratings. Oh my God, they've killed Kenny, you bastard! I've had worse. It's showtime. It is showtime, and welcome back to it. And joining me, as always, on the Friday edition of Turn Up the Night, uh, Mr. Joe Santors of Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Hello, sir. I'm still here. Oh, and you know what? What the hell? Let's go ahead and play your uh, play your jingle now for you. 
You'll have to scrant with me. Big place where dreams come true. There is no such thing as an appropriate joke. That's why it's a joke. I say it ain't so joke. I'm gonna have to be taking your car today. See, I have some top secret clown business that supersedes any plans that you might have for this here vehicle. Here we go. <laughs> Buckle up, it's gonna be a bumpy one. <laughs> we could jam and joke your eyes. Better, kid. Don't you like clowns? Oh, uh, the clown card is is it going to ride again this uh, this Sunday? Oh, the clown car is rolling this Sunday. We have a special report from the Jersey Shore. Oh, oh! <laughs> uh, you might need a dune buggy for that. A, a clown dune buggy to get through <laughs> oh, all we have the a, sand. Yeah, we have a a new North Korean weapon that landed on the Jersey Shore. Oh dear! <laughs> oh, it's, it was ugly. I'm You'll sure hear all was. about it on Sunday. There you go, Tim Carmel show. Uh, check it out, uh, timcarmel.com. Uh, uh, subscribe on iTunes or listen uh, the following morning, Monday morning, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Um, and we're also uh, working on a new time slot for an evening airing as well. Uh, and of course, the Dream Team, the dynamic duo in Port St. Lucie, Florida, Michelle and Miles, welcome back to the show. And of course, can be heard every Saturday on Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Yes, indeed. Hello, hello. Howdy. Hello. So tomorrow, you, you're going to be uh, pulling the strings on uh, Mike Check Radio. Miles? That's the rumor. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, sure, let's give it a go. I mean, I don't have any of the sound clips or uh, the, the intro music, but, you know, yeah, let's go for it. Uh, <laughs> well, um, I can send you a care package if you would like tomorrow. Either that or I, I, I go acapella. <laughs> uh, I think the care package would be best, or uh, you can just pull the strings and I'll uh, I'll pl- push the buttons. I don't know. We'll, we'll sort it out after the show. Okay. Uh, but yes, I'll be there for all three hours Perfect. tomorrow, too. Uh, Adam has taken a, a little bit of time off. Uh, uh, well, he, he has to work tomorrow, but uh, I, I, I think he'll, he should be joining uh, later in the evening tomorrow. But uh, uh, and I'm sure, um, and everybody, give him uh, go to Adam's Facebook page and give him some positive vibes. Uh, I don't want to speak for what's going on with him right now, but it, it's uh, very obvious what's going on on his Facebook page. So everybody head over there. Uh, so, all right, let's go ahead and uh, get back into the thick of things here. Uh, a, a really important story Rachel Maddow covered last night. I think a, a lot of you have probably seen this, heard this. Um, but... Uh, the Rachel Maddow and her producers have a website set up, uh, in where you send her tips or comments or news stories or whatever that you want to see her cover. Well, they received a document that looked like an NSA leak that actually named a, a leaked document from the NSA, very similar to the documents that were leaked by allegedly leaked by reality winner. Okay. And it was a very damning document, uh, which Rachel set up. She said, you know, if it is, you know, if, if this is what it appears to be, uh, this is something that is highly classified and we will not be talking about it. And it names someone specifically within the Trump administration that uh, was involved with Russian collusion, Russian collusion during the election. Well, 
Upon further examination of the document, it looks like it was a cut, uh, copy, paste, uh, hack job, basically, where somebody took the header from one of the documents that Reality Winner posted because uh, um, or, or released. I'm sorry. Um, because there were some telltale signs. She went through, she, she explained everything about the document, and there's these little tiny dots at the top of the page uh, that are indicative of what printer it came from, what computer and everything. Very, you know, anybody who knows about printing out documents from an office probably knows that if it comes from your computer, that somebody's going to be able to figure out where it was printed. There are logs on like community printers and even you know personal printers, um, in in the workplace and even more so in within a government agency or a a contractor for a government agency. So, um, so basically, Rachel said we're not going to release this because it totally looks fake. And but what what's really troubling about this is is not just that it was faked, it's the timing of when they received this document. So listen to clip one here. It may be helpful to know we got this purported NSA document the same week The Intercept published theirs. And uh, here's another thing I can show you in terms of sussing that out. Look at the metadata here. Check this out in terms of the timing. The suspect in The Intercept leak goes to jail on Saturday, gets arrested on Saturday, June 3rd. Saturday, June 3rd, the FBI interviews and arrests Reality Winner, this NSA contractor. She has pleaded not guilty, but she has been in jail since Saturday, June 3rd. The Intercept published their story two days later, around 4 p.m., that Monday, June 5th. The forged document that we got sent to us appears to have been created in that narrow window of time between those two events, after Reality Winner got arrested and before The Intercept published the document, with its identifiable printer dots and, and the crease in the paper that appear to have been lifted off that same document that The Intercept published. Our document appears to be a cut-and-paste forgery derived from The Intercept's document. We cannot know for sure, but if that is the case, then whoever did that work to create this forgery was cutting and pasting together a fake document, working from a document that was not yet publicly available. They would have started creating that file, or they would have started that file after Reality Winner's arrest and before The Intercept published it to everyone, and then sent it to us two days later. How the hell does that happen? I have a good idea how it happened. It's just but... so freaky. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's I would a, like to th remind everyone of what happened to Dan Rather. Yeah. And that is a big tell about they want to torpedo the liberal media any any way they can. And oh, this just, was a this was tainted bait. Well, or just, you know, not even the liberal media, but you know, well what they perceive to be the liberal media, but more importantly, opposition press or press that's trying to get to the bottom of a story. So, and, and you're right, she did bring up the, the, the Dan Rather stuff. I, I clipped it out because I figured, you know, we'd probably mention it. And there you go, Miles. I think I was, uh, I was prescient, prescient. on that. Um, Thank you. <laughs> but, um, you know, Joe, this thing is, uh, you know, it, it's like hot off the presses before it even hits the presses. I mean... <laughs> And it's in, <laughs> yeah. you know, so... Yeah, you know, 
it's it's um it's fake news mm-hmm. trying to make real news into fake news that's exactly it so uh let, let's get to the next clip because that's basically you know i mean we all understand where it's going but you know Maddow's breakdown was was really impressive so uh here's uh here's part two Given what we know about the time it was sent to us and what we can see from the metadata, we believe this is the timeline. Now, is the timeline a clue as to who contacted us and sent us this document? We don't know. Maybe the metadata itself has been faked or is wrong in some way. I don't know. There are other things that are wrong in the document, too. That raised red flags for us, but they're subtle. There are some uh, little typos. There's some weird spacing that just doesn't look doesn't look right. Uh, it has a date on it in terms of when in the future it can be declassified that doesn't really make much sense if it was produced when they said it was produced. The big red flag for us is that the document we were given, this is part of what made it seem so red hot, it names an American citizen. The document we were sent, which, which we believe to be a forgery, names a specific person in the Trump campaign as working with the Russians on their hacking attack on the election last year. And the specific name of the Trump campaign person is irrelevant. And I am not sharing it now because we believe from how the NSA works, from multiple conversations with current and former officials familiar with documents of this type, we believe that a U.S. citizen's name would never appear in a document like this. Even if the typos and the weird spacing and the other odd stuff had snuck through for some reason, an American citizen's name would not have snuck through. Not at this level of an NSA report. That our document contains an American name spelled out that says to experienced people who've worked with this stuff that what we got is forged. It's fake. Yeah, uh, sounds uh, sounds no good. No, sir, I don't like it. Uh, I mean, seriously, you know the the weird little typos, weird spacing, um, and and there, there's even more that's wrong with it too. I don't think she's gotten to the real uh, kind of bombshell. Uh, I, I think it's in it's in the next clip. We'll see. But there was another very telltale sign of this being. A copied and paste from the reality winner uh, documents. So, but yeah, I mean, this is so if unnerving. A- Go ahead. Um, the the fake news. The purpose of that is to distract or take away from the attention of something. This is not attempting to do that at all this was attempting to lure it was sent specifically to the Maddow show it was sent specifically to try and catch Maddow making a goof or putting out information about this citizen and then they get caught aha the liberal media is out to destroy because CNN had some people that you know, they, they quit or resigned or whatever because yeah. of a, a minor goof up this was an attack this isn't just a little fake news trying to distract from real news. This is an attack. Yeah, they're trying to torpedo her credibility and career. This is a mafia tactic, essentially. You know? I mean, Joe... Good on I, Matto for catching. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is the equivalent of uh, trying to bribe a senator. He won't go along, so he ends up with a dead hooker in his bed. Yeah. And a bunch of pictures. Just like another Godfather, yeah. That's how that works. Uh, yeah, Michelle, this is a mafia operation. Yeah, that, that's really what it is, Michelle. Uh, you have, uh, I mean, and, and you know what? And I think they're learning very well from, um, I don't know, the Russian mafia that actually seems more to be part of the Kremlin now than anything. 
Um, uh, Michelle, any any thoughts on that before we get to part three? Oh no! All I can say is when I heard this story earlier today, my jaw just it, it, it hit the floor. I mean, I didn't think things could get any worse, but if they are actually trying to mock up and counterfeit documents, it's going to be scary out there for any real journalist. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so, uh, all right, here, here's part three. Why is someone shopping a forged document of this kind to news organizations covering the Trump-Russia affair? Last week, three journalists resigned from their jobs at CNN. After that network retracted a story they had written about the Trump administration related to the Trump-Russia affair, CNN says the sourcing of that story, in retrospect, did not meet its editorial standards. Also last week... Vice retracted two stories about the Trump administration, like CNN. Vice also cited problems with the sourcing of those stories. And so, heads up, everybody. This is what I mean by an inside-out scoop. Somebody, for some reason, appears to be shopping a fairly convincing fake NSA document that purports to directly implicate somebody from the Trump campaign in working with the Russians on their attack on the election. It is a forgery. Let me caveat that. It is either a forgery or every single national security official we consulted about this story is wrong about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, were there 17 or four? Uh, so, <laughs> um, you know, I mean, yeah, it's either a forgery or every national security agency uh, members they spoke to are wrong. This is nuts. This is absolutely how can the bonkers. how can the intelligence agencies? Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. The, but how can the intelligence agencies not get involved in this? Because this is a dig on them. This mm -hmm. is attempting to discredit them. Uh, well, it's I a mean, fault. you're it's... you're putting words into the intelligence agencies' mouths. Well, here, Miles, I, I'm fairly certain that falsifying government documents is a, a felony. I mean, if you, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not a lawyer, but falsifying records from a government agency, if that's not a felony, I mean, Joe, <laughs> to me, you know, I mean... It, it, it definitely would be damning if it was, uh, you know, if it was somebody in the White House. I mean, that's huge. That would be huge if they were falsifying the documents. But I think even for a private citizen, it, it's kind of like impersonating an officer, you know? Right. I was just going to, yeah, you were prescient again. No, thank you. I was going to say that. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like, it's like putting on a, a police uniform and driving a car marked like a police car and pulling people over. Uh, yeah, and uh, that's against the law. I can't imagine that falsifying classified information uh, wouldn't be a felony. I, I, I couldn't believe that. We'll have to do some research. Yeah, I'm going to actually right now as we speak, you know what I'm doing? I'm, Go uh, do a Google search. Uh, so falsifying government <laughs> documents. Uh, there we go. Um I, I, falsifying documents, legal matches, law library. It, it's a white collar crime. It involves altering, changing, or modifying a document for the purpose of deceiving another person. 
can also involve passing along of copies of documents known to be false. Uh, in many states, um, oh, I'm looking to see uh, what the uh, cannot, penalties. Uh, I, I cannot imagine that the FBI is not on this. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I, I'm looking to, uh, okay, then this is just falsifying documents, not government documents. Oh, yeah, oh, wait, no, 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 well, I think I just need to scroll down. No, no, that's not the right one. Um, so, uh, oh, penalties for document fraud. Oh, let's see, where are the penalties? Sorry, this is really thrilling me doing goo goo uh, church. So, um, but anyway, I'll, I'll, I'll keep. I'll keep looking. You keep talking. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll, I'll actually yeah, that, that, go ahead. I was going to say it was a great point to bring up that this is equivalent to uh, impersonating a police officer because when you're uh, pretending to be an NSA or an intelligence agency. When you put out this document out there, leaked or however it is acquired, you're pretending to, to be an official government uh, entity when you do this. And that's, oh, that's mm -hmm. a straight up uh, impersonation of an officer or a federal agent or however you want to, whatever it's called. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Um, uh, falsification of documents. Crimes Act 1958, Section 83A. Uh, amended uh, 1991, it says a person must not make false documents with the intention that he or she or another person shall use it to induce another person to accept it as genuine and by reason of so accepting it to do or not to do some act that uh, other person's uh, or another person's prejudice penalty level five imprisonment 10 years maximum. So yeah, there's uh, and there's other other things here, um, yeah. So there, there there's uh, different uh, descriptors and you know different sections here. Five you know, tons of different sections on this. So yeah, I mean th that first one that I read sounds like somebody can go to jail for ten years for doing this, and I hope they do. Um, you know, it's one thing to leak a document and I get it. You know, it's like, I, I and, and I said it about reality winner. You, you guys can, you know, anybody who wants to hear it, go back. I think what she did was right, but, um, unfortunately it was against the law and she's going to have to, you know, pay the price. But fortunately she's young and, you know, jail time shouldn't, you know, hopefully she'll be out of jail a lot sooner than most folks would be. I don't know. But anyway, let's get to uh, um, this, uh, or anybody. You know, I don't want to see anybody spend t that much time in jail over leaking uh, classified documents. It's it's not worth it. But creating fake documents to try and, um, you know, trip somebody up or, or ruin their career, no. Uh, maximum sentence for that. So here's a uh, um, uh, Rachel so, Maddow. Oh, go ahead. I was going to ask this this woman that that released this document was in jail at the time that Maddow received the yes. altered document. Yes, she was. So she's not the one that did it, but no. But they used the documents she leaked to create the false documents. 
Okay. So, uh, yeah, the, basically the intercept, uh, it, you know, the intercept could have taken so many different precautions to make sure her identity wasn't revealed. And, um, you know, that's what she gets for trusting them because, you know, they, they were playing footsie with the Trump administration o- over this kind of stuff for a long time. You know, oh, no, it's fake news. It's a fake story. There's no evidence. There's no evidence. There's no evidence. And basically they were careless enough and, and she got thrown in jail over it. They, did, they didn't protect their source well enough. Um, you know, because all they had to do was make a photocopy of that document, um, and make sure that those indicators on that form weren't visible and, um, you know, uh, and send that to them instead of the original scan or whatever. Uh, or yeah, cause it's a scan they made of a, a document that was mailed to them. Uh, that was, that was her mistake too, trusting the intercept in the first place, but you know, Oh, those millennials. Anyway, uh, last one from uh, Rachel Maddow uh, on this Forge NSA document. I don't know if the Trump campaign worked with Russia or not. If they did knowingly work with a foreign government, a foreign military intelligence service to attack our election to help Trump to the presidency, that is clearly the biggest political scandal in modern American history by a mile. We don't know if it happened or not, though. We, we don't know yet whether it happened or not. Not yet. The special counsel is investigating. Congressional committees are more or less investigating, and the American news media is investigating. Whether or not the Trump campaign did it, one way to stab in the heart aggressive American reporting on that subject is to lay traps for American journalists who are reporting on it. Trick news organizations into reporting what appears to be evidence of what happened, and then after the fact, blow that reporting up. You then hurt the credibility of that news organization, you also cast a shadow over any similar reporting in the future, whether or not it's true, right? Even if it's true, you plant a permanent question, a permanent asterisk, a permanent who knows, as to whether that too might be false, like that other story, whether that too might be based on fake evidence. So heads up, everybody. Part of the defense against this Trump-Russia story now we can report includes somebody apparently forging at least one classified NSA report and shopping it to news organizations as if it's real. We don't know who's doing it, but we're working on it. Yeah. So, and you know, another uh, good uh, analogy here would be uh, reporting, uh, making false reports about crimes or, uh, you mm-hmm. know, saying, uh, you know, you got your ass kicked by, you know, a six-year-old girl and you say you got jumped by, you know, uh, three three people of a different color than you, you know, it, it, it's it. I think it's along those lines. But again, if it's if it's a, a document from a federal agency, I'm thinking even if you falsified tax forms, they would probably seek the maximum penalty of uh, in jail time for you on that. So. When it comes to falsifying national security documents, I got to think that the punishment is is pretty severe for that. Not to mention that if they named an American citizen in there with the intention of having it broadcast, there might be a defamation suit. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, all right. uh, uh, Any other quick thoughts on this before we go to break, Uh, Michelle? No, I'm I'm pretty good. You guys have covered it, and you guys are more eloquent than I am. Oh, get out of town. Uh, <laughs> uh, Miles, uh, any other thoughts before we uh, run to the break and get Mr. Mueller on with us? 
I've I've been inserting my thoughts as I get them, and uh, thank you. Look at that, inserting stuff anywhere he can. So, <laughs> I'm sorry, Michelle, that was rude. So, <laughs> anyway, it's quite a. All right, let's go ahead and uh, hit the break. Uh, when we come back, Mr. P.S. Mueller is going to be on with us, and we're just going to shoot the shit for a little bit. Uh, maybe we'll talk about this or some other things, uh, but we'll pick Pete's brain and uh, see what he has to say. So don't nobody go nowhere. We'll be right back with lots more Turn Up the Night, the weekend edition, right after this. The only time I think I've ever been able to understand myself was on... Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Then things were really clear. Light out, everybody. Every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, Indie Media Weekly presents the Sci-Fi Double Feature with two old-time radio shows from the science fiction and horror genre. The Sci-Fi Double Feature, every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. (laughs) And now, on with the show. Focus for maximum picture quality, and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you, um, some attention please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going, keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity ice cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling transient loads of thought, careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! Welcome back to the weekend edition of Turn Up Tonight with Kenny Pig, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide. And joining me, as always on the program, Mr. Joe Santorsa in Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Hello there, sir. Hi there. Hi. And, uh, (laughs) (laughs) of course, uh, the Dream Team, the Dynamic Duo in Port St. Lucie, Florida, from Mike Check Radio. It's the one and only Michelle and Miles. Welcome back. Hello, hello. Yes, ready to go. Excellent. Uh, And uh, just so you know, it looks like like we're having the same issue with adding P.S. Mueller, so I think we need to get him to update his Skype. Because I've got state-of-the-art Skype right here, everybody. So uh, on that note, I need to bid uh, a fond adieu. There you go again. Blaming the previous... Uh, Yes, the the previous Skype version. (laughs) uh, The previous Skype administration. Uh, But all right, I got to hang up with you guys, and I'll I'll call you right back. So uh, hang tight, and we'll get uh, Pete on with us here. So uh, here we go. We're going to try this out, and uh, we'll see if we can get Mr. Mueller to update his Skype um, tonight. So, uh, yeah, we'll we'll see uh, how this goes. And uh, get him on, play him his jingle, uh, give him a a gentle neck massage when he's on. Hi, Pete. How are you? 
I'll take one of those. So, <laughs> all right, let me go ahead and uh, play your jingle for you here, sir. Uh, there Who you the go. hell is that? I'm cartoonist and agent provocateur, P.S. Mueller. I thought I heard a stranger. To what do I owe the pleasure of your visit, my friend? The desire for escapism and kicks. Which could affect the entire world. Well, naturally, we think it's wonderful. <laughs> Excuse me, please. P.S. I know you. I know you. Yeah. All right, Pete, how you doing tonight, buddy? I'm okay, okay. but uh, All right. with that caveat, I will let you know that I'm experimenting with a new medication. Oh, okay. Experimental okay. meds. I dig it. Yeah, well, you know, it's something new for me at any rate. Yeah, you know, It's a muscle relaxant type of thing. Okay. And so if I suddenly I start to get stupid... And, and, and drool or something like that, and you know, feel free to throw me off the air any old time. I'll, I'll just play oh, this. Don't get goofy on me. Don't get goofy on me. So yeah, uh, we'll, just call you, we'll just call you Donnie. There you go. Yeah, call, call me. Call me Donnie. I Donnie. Yeah. And, and real quick, just for everybody right now, um, uh, apparently when I end the Skype call, this new program that I'm using because uh, it, it's program. Yeah, new program, uh, and the, the, be, bear with us for one moment because I need to restart this program real quick so everybody's volume will be up to mine. So uh, just hang tight, and um, uh, it, this is gonna the, you will hear a few hurt. moments of silence, and uh, we'll be right back. It's seriously only going to take like five seconds. So um, uh, we're beginning uh, the the end of the program now. And we are back. There we go. So, okay. sorry about that. Uh, and well, everybody this is so much better. You know, I think I can breathe again. There you go. <laughs> so, and uh, I think we might need to see if we can get your Skype updated, Pete. We can talk about that after the program, though. So, um, I can. You know, I've tried several times, and they won't recognize my password. <laughs> oh, those dumb bastards. Well, maybe, yeah. we'll start, maybe we'll create you a new account or something. Um, but uh, anywho, let's go ahead and uh, and uh, Pete will uh, say hi to uh, uh, Joe, Miles, and Michelle. Scranton, Miles, Scranton. Michelle, hello. hello, Pete. You are wonderful people. <laughs> Thank Join you. me on these the end of times. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and uh, we'll talk. Oh, that wonderfulness I can fake. So. Yeah, Korea gonna Korea gonna be going hot anytime. Oh. Will 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 there be sweet potatoes? Uh, Korea will be sweet potatoes. Well, I think it was yams specifically, Michelle. That uh, okay. well, as the yams, old cartoon yeah. said, the the yams did it. You know. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. Uh. Well. Well. First of all, Pete, I gotta ask you. Um. Mm-hmm. Did you did you and in the wife sign up for uh, Showtime? Have you been watching Twin Peaks? Uh, no, well, actually, we just dumped uh, uh, the our Uverse uh, kind of like uh, AT and T uh, cable delivery thing, and we are going all out with uh, Amazon Fire Stick and apps and such things. Oh, I'm, I'm certain we can buy it. Yes, uh, but yeah, yeah, you, you know, we've we've been all all caught up in uh, in such things as Fargo and uh, um, uh, this Norwegian thing called um, uh, what's it called? Come on now, Fortitude, Fortitude, Fortitude—a really strange series. 
Interesting. Well, I it's just got killing and it's got zombie making wasps. Oh, fantastic! I, I, I and that it's got good. Stanley Tucci. You know. Oh yeah. What? What did the he Tooch. do? The Tucci. Uh, <laughs> the Tucci. Stanley Tucci's made many mo- great movies. You know, The Imposters. Uh, you know, he was uh, you know the big tooth shining host guy in uh, the, uh, the the the, the uh, oh god the. You know, the, the, the oh, Hunger I, Games. Okay, yeah, I know him. Okay. Uh, okay. And he starred in Big Night. He wrote and directed Big Night. And uh, he's a, a uh, an excellent actor. He's uh, from Peekskill, New York, as well. Well, you know, I wouldn't doubt it, you know. Um, but uh, And then Michael Gambon, who's, you know, been acting for 50-some years, uh, co-starred in the first season. Very he blew good. his brains out right out there in the Arctic tundra. He did. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. He so, was rather disappointed in the way things had worked out. Well, I think you're, you're mad. That's what you do. You blow your brains out oh, in front see. of a camera. You always have to do it in front of the camera. Yeah. So, uh, mm-hmm. all right. Uh, yeah, I, I just wanted to touch base with you on that because I, I went and um, I'm, I'm Twin Peaks crazy. At this uh, point. A lot of people are. I, uh, I'm certain I will get to it. I went. I I, uh, I went and I bought seasons one, two, Firewalk with me, and it features so it has so much bonus material on the Blu-ray set. Uh, mm-hmm. Susan and I have just been going crazy. Of course, now we're into some of the sucky episodes of season two. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. when you know Lynch made his departure, because he only directed, I think, the first two episodes of uh, yeah, season, two, season uh, two went into kind of an incoherent decline yeah but then again ray weiss kind of held it all together you know yeah yeah but you know and so, by the way ray uh, weiss makes an amazing appearance in uh the uh, uh let's see is it second season of uh no the third season of fargo oh cool cool an amazing yeah. appearance uh, blow I, your I, mind I, all right, all right. I'll, I'll definitely. Uh, what what station is that? AMC, Fargo. I think so. I'm not yeah. positive. Could be IFC. So yeah, it could be IFC. I'm not sure. But uh, yeah. but yeah, you know, uh, yeah, it, Ray Wise is uh, is great. You know. Um, oh yeah. And, you know, I I I I always you know uh, I'm I'm always Leland every time I see him. Um, yeah. But uh, right. But you know, yeah. Jeepers Creepers. You know, I mean, it had Ray Wise. Yeah. So, Marzy Dotes and Dozy Dotes and Little Lambsy Divey, a kiddly divey too, wouldn't you? Sorry. <laughs> that's all right. That's you and Bing my, Crosby. That's one of my favorite uh, <laughs> favorite moments from Twin Peaks is when Leland comes downstairs with white hair singing Marzy Dotes. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's, it is crazy perfection. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what, season three is just... M- just uh, I, it, see season thir- uh, season three, uh, part eight is just mm-hmm. a mind fuck. It is. Does so- they get the same dwarf back? No. Oh, you missed that story. I, I I talked about that on Tuesday. That guy's an asshole. He accused David Lynch of raping his daughter and killing Jack Nance. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. Jack Michael Nance got blown away in a donut stand. I thought. Uh, well, he got beat up at a donut stand and then died later th- that that day after he met with friends for dinner. They found him dead. He did probably had head trauma that killed him. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah um, uh, yeah uh, uh, Michael C. Anderson. I think that that's the name of the little guy. 
mm-hmm. man, from, man from another place. He went onto his Facebook page and um, did this big screed and saying, "Oh, he de- Lynch definitely did not rape his daughter and make a TV series about it, and he definitely did not threaten to kill her if she ever told anybody, and he definitely did not kill his best, fr- you know, have his best friend killed, and you know." And David Lynch wouldn't have a dwarf as a best friend. No, no, no. <laughs> he, he he meant uh, Jack Nance was his best friend. Oh, well, they, oh, well, that true enough. Yeah, I, it, they were very close. Enough, people in Hollywood, you know, they'll hang yeah. out with dwarfs, but they won't well, befriend them. Well, uh, if you ever uh, watch Eraserhead... It's a a height thing, you know. If you you ever watch the Eraserhead with the commentary that they did uh, many years back... uh, I never have. uh, Many, many years back. um, uh, They... um, Well, Jack Nance died in 96, so I think Mm -hmm. the commentary must have been done... Or maybe it was an interview that was on on the special edition that they did uh, before he died. Like maybe mm-hmm. in the eighties or something, but I don't know. They they talked about when they were making a racer head and they lived together and they were growing, they they were trying to grow potatoes together, but they they didn't get very big, so they called them pea taters because <laughs> they were the size of peas. <laughs> and you know, I mean, just it, I mean, you could tell there was a a, a genuine affection, a yeah. And yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Michael C. Anderson, um, and I, I think that is his name. I, I'm gonna go do a Google church. Uh, um uh yeah michael j anderson i'm sorry not michael c uh but yeah he he uh he uh, i did a, a big thing on this on uh, last tuesday um if you want i can uh, send you the link and you can and you can listen to uh last week's podcast um and mm-hmm. while you're while you're drawing some cartoons and you can get the whole dirt on that but yeah he's not back um and uh he's angry about it so uh well but, why wouldn't he be? He ensured he ensured that he'll never fucking work with Lynch again. Yeah, with that yeah. bullshit. So mm-hmm. you know, his last credit was a voiceover on a Scooby Doo cartoon. Hmm. So yeah, did he, he fucked play, that Did up. he play a dwarf? Uh, no, but I hear he played a sick son of a bitch. <laughs> You're right, Scoob. We're dealing with one sick son of a bitch. So. <laughs> uh adam reminded me of that last tuesday thank you adam uh but uh anyway uh yeah so uh uh, uh let's let's get uh get back uh what are we uh, doing well I, I thought we would just pick your brain a little bit when uh we got you on the program and uh mm. see see what uh maybe news worthy events have caught your eyes and or ears uh this week uh boy, you know, there was a big trade deal between Japan and who the hell else, but it one is one that slipped right by the radar. Uh I think eventually China is going to just clean our clock because uh the United States and its utter lack of diplomacy mm-hmm. and uh um economic reach is simply chasing the world to the eastern corner. Yeah, we're well, in decline, ladies and gentlemen. Well, yeah, sun, I mean, the sun I, I is sinking I, I, I in the west. Hmm? What's that? I have to agree. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, uh, it was an was e- l- it was an EU in uh, uh, EU Japan trade deal. That's it. Yeah, uh, I mean, who can trust us? Why? Why would anybody trust us? The world's terrified of us. We have yeah. a lunatic 
Uh, and and we don't have a proper State Department. Mm-mm. Uh, we don't have proper diplomacy spread around the world as we had tended to since the end of World War II. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, and uh, you know, like like I like everyone says, or so many, we have uh, uh, a gibbering freak as president. Mm-hmm. And if you listen close, he actually does gibber. Yeah, and <laughs> you are you are uh, now. This business going on in Hamburg is something. Holy crap! You know, uh, they're all um, in there uh, being nice and shaking hands and uh, watching their p's and q's. And outside, the demonstrators are going ape shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're going to see a lot more of this. Uh, or a lot less G20 summits. Yeah. Uh, a little bit on that uh, Japan-EU trade deal, uh, mm-hmm. th- some details of it. It says the agreement stands to eliminate – oh, this is from uh, NPR, uh, by the way. The the agreement stands to eliminate tariffs on more than 90% of EU exports to Japan where it goes into effect uh, when it goes into effect, ultimately saving uh, EU exporters some $1.1 billion in custom uh, duties annually. Uh, it says, in the beginning, the EU would eliminate tariffs on 75% of its imports from Japan. That would climb over 15 years to nearly 100%. Tariffs on cars from Japan would be phased out within seven years, according to the agreement in principle. So uh, this actually sounds kind of like a win-win for Japan and the EU. Mm-hmm. And uh, where are we? Where well, it, it, in we're Britain? standing around watching as... Uh, China rebuilds the Silk Road and, uh, you know, a direct route across the east to Europe. And uh, and we're standing around, uh, you know, spending, you know, hundreds of billions of dollars on useless military equipment to keep yeah. us safe from brown people. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, we're, now- we're behaving like a blind, stupid giant. But you know exactly, and it, you know what? But I'm looking at this uh, this trade deal, and it, it the headline is it sends a strong message to the world. Well, it sent a strong message to me that it looks like these are actually uh, some um, democracies that are working together. You know, perish the yeah. thought. Yeah, this was actually in the works for a while. It was actually in the works during the time that they were trying to pass a TPP over here, and what happened is the TPP got canned. And um, this one is actually really nice because it doesn't. It also does, supposedly does not have that clause in there that allows companies to sue sovereign nations yeah. over you know uh, things happening. You know when their trades go bad or when their their uh, products aren't being treated fairly. Mm-hmm. They can't do that in this one. At least not with a tribunal that's created by the companies. Yeah, mm, I didn't know that. So uh, yeah, this is this is all all very new to me. So, uh, but this is uh, and, and you know what this you know who's a big loser in this uh, is uh, uh, Britain mm-hmm. for pulling oh, yeah. out of the yep. European Union. European Union. I mean, the, Joe, that's uh, um, <laughs> they done fucked up. <laughs> yeah, that hasn't even begun to bite them yet. Oh no, no this is this is the first step. But Joe, uh, you yeah. got any thoughts on that? Yeah, like I said, the unfortunate thing is that these, like Brexit, like Trump, the effects of these people won't be felt for years and years to come. Mm-hmm. 
And by then, the people say, oh, what did we do? Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, <laughs> what have I like, done? What have we done? Because actually, Britain is going to be on the outside looking in on uh, some great uh, trade deals. Actually, it looks like Theresa May um, or the people in, in, in the UK um, have realized this, what they've done. And are trying to have it both ways now. They're trying to do Brexit, but not really. This is going to turn them into a genuine Dickensian theme park. Ooh, wow. Yeah, Ooh. I think they've made a huge, tiny mistake. They made a huge, tiny mistake. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they want one foot in and one foot out now. They're trying to find a way to negotiate staying in the EU without staying in the EU. Like, should uh, I stay or should I go? Da -na -na -na. Yeah, cancel my subscription to the resurrection, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, I like that, Joe. That's that's funny. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Miles, any thoughts on this uh, trade deal or anything else uh, we've been discussing? Yeah, you would think Brexit would understand that elections have consequences, but uh, yeah, you're right. It's gonna it's gonna take time for them to learn this lesson the hard way. Yeah, and you know it. Uh, it it's uh, a time for change. is always painful, everyone. Time to change. Um, <laughs> <laughs> any, any way I can squeeze that drop in, I will. So, <laughs> Especially uh, when it's tight to change Donnie's underwear. Oh, dear God, no. Oh, you. No, 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 no. Yeah. Oh. He doesn't wear underwear. He wears a modified, he wears a modified pup tent. Oh, okay. an inverted pup tent. <laughs> okay. oh. That's why his pants are so loose. Well, he has to catch the chunks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unless he's wearing tennis shorts. Oh, oh, oh no. Ah. no. Man, who photoshopped that thing? Oh. Oh, I know. I mean, Jesus Christ. Who, what who would sick do something person, like that? What sick person would photoshop a skid mark onto Fat Donnie's white, white, tight whoever, shorts whoever they are they should be in a straight jacket right now oh did you see that that one guy i'll just say his a first straight jacket full of poo did, did you guys see see that guy giving me uh shit on uh facebook for posting the picture of donnie in the shorts and and i in my headline for it was ladies and gentlemen i present sir tidy of whitey just because you could see his fucking tidy whiteys under the shorts you'd figure a mm -hmm. man that rich would be able to afford a pair of shorts that would conceal his underpants that is was all i wasn't body shaming i wasn't doing anything until later on in the comments i did um but uh you know in on the show but this guy tom and, and not tom schaefer and you know he he actually did another talk show for a a while on Spreecast way back in the day. He used to work for CNN and and he came on and he started fucking reprimanding everybody who made comments. What good does it do to body shame Trump for this? And I'm like, this is a man who built his empire on judging women on their fucking appearance. I don't care. I'm going to make fun of the way he looks. But what sauce for the goose is sauce for the gander. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> he's, and he's like, uh, and I also said, and I said, if you notice my original post, I just made fun of his underwear. You know, Sir Tidy of White. Or the fact that you could see it. Yeah, exactly. And 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 then he was like, "Well, where are the solutions? Where yeah. tell us tell us how we're going to win the next election? How tell us what you know? What's the big solution to everything?" And I was like, "I'm not, you know, if this is all we have." And I said, "This who said this is all we had?" 
I was like, we're open to suggestions if you want to start laying them out here, Tommy boy. And again, just so everybody knows, this is not Tom Shaver. This is uh, this is another guy named Tom, an older fellow who used to work for CNN. Um, you know, and I'm, I just don't want to say his last name on air because it's unnecessary. But if you go back to that Sir Tidy of Whitey post on my Facebook page, mm-hmm. which isn't that far back, maybe 20 or 30 posts back, um, you, you can see him bitching and moaning about what everybody was saying. So it's um, 20 or 30 pounds back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Trump. Whew, he's getting up there. Hey, yeah. You know, uh, Donnie got back. He's filling out you know, the, every, those tidy whiteys. Yeah. Every player, every, every male player at Wimbledon right now wears white. They have to, yeah. and, and not, I can see nobody's underwear. Yeah. So obviously there's a way to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's the, there is the shorts that don't show your underwear, or your shorts, for that matter. <laughs> yeah, it's called yeah, it's called yeah. liquid body paper. Yeah, it's called don't what? Don't wear a pair of crappy polyester shorts. Yeah, it, <laughs> Trump shop at Kmart. What's going on? So, uh, <laughs> all right, well that that went a different direction, and I appreciate that direction. I bet he can't even open a can of tuna. Oh, you can't! I love it because all of you imagine me and the can of tuna, tuna. All of those. Say, hey, Don, open this for me and put it on a plate. He'd be lost. You know, all the freaks out there. I, I, it was funny because I went to the. Uh, you know, and I know I. I, I know I, I say I'll never go there again. You'll never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. I went to a comment section today about Trump's visit to the you know G twenty summit and. Um, uh, and somebody was like, yeah, you show him Trump, the only alpha there. And I'm like, and I just couldn't even leave a comment. I, I couldn't even leave a comment because it's like, how do you consider somebody who has never felt the, the sweet sting of sweat in his eyes from a hard day's work an alpha male? How do you call somebody who, you know, eats like a five-year-old? You know, an alpha male. How do you call somebody who has a, a, a temper tantrum like a grade schooler or, or middle schooler on Twitter an alpha male? I mean, th- none of this is alpha male behavior. Uh, you know, and honestly, I hate the phrase alpha male because I think it's it's reductive and, it, you know, it just treats, it's, it's just another label to, to make us, um, you know, just seem like dumb animals. And yeah, we are mostly dumb animals, but most of us are not you know well you know i mean but it, my, my point is you know it's an like, alpha male is weird because he, you know he resembles an overinflated pansexual sex toy yeah i mean <laughs> <laughs> oh pete you get the eight yeah. oh, i like this new medication pete that's good so um uh <laughs> Like Bob Seger, I'm waking and practicing. You know? All right. Well, I'll tell you what. We, we uh, Did they sell that in nickel bags, Pete? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I like this stuff, actually. But, uh, oh, okay. okay. Well, all it's, right. It's, it's supposed to reduce pain, and pain is what I'm all about, ladies and gentlemen. Don't, yeah, well. Don't, don't have a movantic moment, though, Pete. No. no. You know what those painkillers could do? Back you up big, big time. No, not this one. Oh, okay. Oh. Man, this one could like slow me down and park me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, um, on that note, we're going to go ahead and uh, we need to get to uh, the um, 
we need to get to the uh, the break because our good friend Cat is going to be on reverse calling with us. If you have any birthday uh, greetings out there from John Boehner you'd like us to share, we will go ahead and uh, do that for you. We will play you that. You know, I think you could get him live now. Um, you could get John Boehner to call in and do the birthday Boehner oh. live. We, we what else could. is he doing? He's probably, you know, what is it? You know, in Ohio, it's 830. He's so, probably drunk. Just smoking cigarettes at home. drinking Merlot. I used to work in a tavern. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the children. Uh, all right. So we're going to listen to Evil Eyes of the Eagle by Hairwolf live, W-R-U-W. And uh, when we come back, we're going to get into name calling uh, and uh, birthdays and cat on reverse calling. So everybody hang tight. We'll be right back with lots more Turn Up the Night right after this. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. If you've got a chair, sit down. Relax. I, I'm not, I, got, I got some stuff to say here. Broadcasting live on Indie Media Weekly Radio. This song is dedicated to Rush Limbaugh, Ann Coulter, Bill O'Reilly, Sean Hannity, and all my other heroes that fly on the right wing. It's called Evil Eyes of the Eagle.
Indie Media Weekly Radio is proud to bring you the Thomas Jefferson Hour, a radio program that models civil discourse, critical thinking, and good citizenship. Join nationally acclaimed humanity scholar and award-winning first-person interpreter of Thomas Jefferson, Clay Jenkinson, for the Thomas Jefferson Hour, Tuesdays at 10 a.m., Sundays at 4 p.m. The Thomas Jefferson Hour on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Visit them at jeffersonhour.com. Get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. Listen to Paul's Memory Bank live every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. Your DJ, Paul, will serve up a mix of classic rock, pop, and novelty music all tied together with a weekly theme. That's Paul's Memory Bank every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern exclusively on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. This is Kenny Pick on Turn Up the Night. I've loved you from the first time I heard your voice. You use your tongue prettier than a $20 whore. You're like a word genius, and everything I say, you twist it around and make me look dumb. I like the way he talks. Mm -hmm. Do you really think that people don't know the things that I say? At IndieMediaWeekly.com. He even talks honky. I got humanoids crossed with fish and stuff. Human-animal hybrids. Oh, that's right, everybody. Alex Jones is back talking about human-animal hybrids, but we won't get to that until hour three. Uh, but in the interim, uh, I need to bring everybody back into the fold here on the program. Uh, out of the wilds of Madison, Wisconsin, it is the one and only P.S. Mueller, uh, cartoonist extraordinaire, agent provocateur, and, of course, voice of Doyle Redland on the Onion Radio News. And a complete idiot. And a complete blithering idiot. So <laughs> I am complete. You know, I'm nearly uh. <laughs> 66 years old. The work is done. Okay. I Fair know enough. nothing. <laughs> oh, come on. You're being too hard on yourself, Pete. And, of course, uh, Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City, also heard on the Tim Coromel Show. Welcome back, Joe. Clown car mechanic, are you there? Did you unmute? Did we go too quick on the break? Is he still muted? I'm not sure. Well, when Joe is He's back, still on the John. I I think I just heard him. Did I just hear him? No. Anyway, well, he might still be in, or maybe he's taking care of Sharky. But anyway, and of course, Miles in South Florida, of course, Port St. Lucie, also heard on uh, 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 Mike Check Radio. That would be the name of the show every Saturday. Welcome back, yes. uh, Miles. Yes, hello. I am here and unmuted and ready. All right. Good. And and uh, do we have Joe back? Joe, you there yet? I, I am back. I am back. Okay. I'm unmuted. There you go. Excellent. Excellent. And last but not least, Michelle in South Florida. Michelle, how would you like to do the name calling tonight? Um, I can try, but I'll probably butcher some names, but I'll give it a go. Oh, well, I'll, I'll be your coach. It's okay. Oh, they're better but, if yes. they're well butchered. Yeah. So, but of course, Michelle in Port St. Lucie, Florida, also heard on Mike Check Radio every Saturday. Uh, I think it's time. Uh, All right, let's get straight to the business. Holy God, that I forgot to change the volume That's on that. So. <laughs> oh right. boy. Got a best. best yeah. Uh, but okay, Michelle, y'all, y'all set. I am good to go here. All right. It looks like we have a, a nice little chat room this this evening. We have Indeed. Clinster and Francie. We have Francie. Yeah, we'll have Cat who we'll be hearing from shortly. Indeed. 
We have you, Mr. Kenny Pick. We have Ken Sr. Hello, Dad. Hello, Ken. We have Living in Long Island. We have Marnus. Hello, Joe. That, that's me. That's me. <laughs> that's him. We have Meow Goodness. We have myself. We have Mills in South Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Uh, go ahead. Butcher his name, right? <laughs> <laughs> we have Moon Bear. We have Peter in San Francisco. We have Scooter Cams. We have Theo. We have Mr. Tim Cormall. And we have Trojan Rabbit. Look at that. The only and name. And yeah, the only name you butchered was Miles, and that's awesome. <laughs> now, that, that's a little no, bit I'm... of an inside joke. Mills? Uh, there, there was a haunted house we went through, and a friend of ours who worked at it, he, he put in our names to the performers uh, before we went in. And oh, no. they, they would personalize the skit. One, the one did it for Michelle, and that went fine. And this guy comes running out, you know, with a whatever axe hatchet, you know, and and screams, <laughs> Mills! <laughs> <laughs> Ge- are you looking for, for General? Like the General? Yeah. Olin? It wasn't until later that we realized. Wait a minute, he was trying to scream my name. <laughs> Maybe he was looking for Olin Mills Studio to get us a quick snapshot. <laughs> so I don't know if that's a national thing, but Olin Mills was the place that used to take everybody's high school portraits. Oh uh, at yeah, least, at least in our uh, our oh, neighborhoods. Yes. Oh, okay, yes. there you go. Or maybe he was looking for the general, General Mills. You know. Um, <laughs> looking for a little serial military assist. Uh, so anyway, all right. Well, I, I don't know if anybody, has anybody else uh, spied any uh, birthdays, uh, in the chats? Um, no July birthdays here. Uh, oh, sorry. Only deaths this month. Sorry, meow. Um, but, uh, I, I have one and it's a birthday banner for certain because, uh, today, today, the very day, um, well, little hint as to who this is. Uh, her father, James Buchanan, used to live in Port St. Lucie, Florida, where Miles and Michelle are. And uh, this is my mom, Sue Buchanan. Uh, happy birthday, Mom. This is your birthday song. It doesn't last too long. Hey! Hey! Your birthday song. It doesn't last too long. Hey! Hey! Thank you. Thank you, all dear friends, for coming to my birthday. And yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see anybody else that has uh, uh, a birthday uh, at all. So uh, I think we we probably just need to get Cat uh, on with us for reverse Colin now. Uh, yes, we do. So we can get to the update on the arrests in Rob Portman's office today in Columbus. So here we go. Reverse. <laughs> Hello. Hello. All right, Cat. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the show. Got you. Got you on a I little bit doing. early. Say hi to everybody. Hello, Miles, Michelle, Mister Scran Torso, and yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they all jump on the bandwagon, don't they? <laughs> hey, it was my first chance to say it since. Uh, since you were dubbed such. 
<laughs> I, well, you even, you gave it an upgrade. I, I I just said scran torso, and you went scran torso. So it's like he's got a torso that's scrantony like. So <laughs> it is. It's a scrantony torso. So there you go, scran torso. Nobody has torsos like Scranton. But uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, but no, thank you, Cat, for joining us tonight. And of course, uh, uh, you uh, agreed to come on um, uh, to talk about some updates regarding the protests against uh, the Trump Care. And uh, today, oh, there were some arrests at Rob Portman's office in uh, your fine city, Columbus, Ohio. Yes, indeed there were. In fact, I first learned of it as I was sitting down to dinner and watching the news and seeing the report about it. So, so I'm getting a little bit caught up on it as well here. Um, now... About a week or so ago, there was a story that uh, Rachel Maddow did on her show about a group called ADAPT. Yes. Okay. And these protesters that uh, were at Senator Portman's office today were from the Ohio chapter of ADAPT, as well as some who were from the national organization. Mm-hmm. And so, um, what what happened was they went to Senator Portman's office, which is in the Huntington Building, which is the building next to the one where we were at for the Stephanie Miller show. Oh, okay. The, okay. the sexy liberal show. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And so, so it's right there, right by the State House. Now, yesterday. There was another protest at the senator's office that was held by the uh, DSA, Democratic Socialists of America. Okay. And when they were there yesterday, they spoke with the staff in the office, and at the end of the day, they stayed in the building. But they left this morning, and they left about the same time that the ADAPT protesters were coming in. All right. Kind of a shift change. Yeah, more or less, you know, and to keep keep the keep the visible resistance in place. Yeah, changing of the guard, keep the pressure on. Well, not only that, but if everybody who wants to protest came down at the same time, it could mm -hmm. cause issues. Yeah, uh, yeah, good point. So, so where where there may be some sort of potential coordination between the groups that that's about the only coordination that there was is um, just to make sure that there wasn't a lot of stepping on one another's toes between the groups like tag team right uh, syncing up schedules making sure that that they weren't going to be causing too much of an inconvenience. Where was Senator Just, Portman during all of this? Hiding, probably. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not sure. He could have been. He he's from Cincinnati, so he might have been at the office in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not exactly sure which office he was at today. He's done a very good job of not holding any town halls during this recess. So, so we know that for sure he's hiding from the constituents. Mm -hmm. 
wonder if he has underground tunnels like uh, Walker has. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Full of, Walker. Uh, empty, Walker. Che empty Cheeto bags. You know? I thought you were going to say, how, yeah. I thought you were going to say, like Saddam Hussein had. No, uh, we got yeah. we got secret we got a secret Spider tunnel hole. between our yeah. capital and uh, uh, I believe the uh, one of the hotels in town, yeah. and uh, Walker uses it. I, I I wouldn't be surprised if Wa Walker has tunnels, but yeah, Portman I could see him in a spider hole. Uh, uh, yeah, for Walker's sure. yeah. terrified that 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 he's going to be popped by lefties, who like almost never remember to bring their guns. You know, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> so, so anyway, um, I, I wanted to mention the DSA's presence at the office yesterday because it's all a part of this larger story. Mm -hmm. Now, um, what brought it to your attention was Sandy and Derwood had yes. Thank you, uh, posted about it in both the Turnips group and she also tagged you on Twitter about this. Yeah. And... Uh, I did find some of the uh, some of the articles that she was reposting about this, and one in particular is she retweeted a photo from uh, that was post was tweeted by at Adapt Mikey, okay, uh, a gentleman named Mike Thornton, and it shows a gentleman who's down on the ground on his stomach. And in the foreground, you see the uh, backs of some police officers. And there's, there's a woman in a red shirt and some jean shorts also um, okay. that's, that's standing by the guy who's down on the ground. The guy that's down on the ground is one of the ADAPT protesters. Uh, a gentleman who was in a wheelchair. Now, I had heard about this particular individual from some of the reporting on the six o'clock report on the news. And apparently one of the police officers had pushed him down from behind out oh, of his chair Jesus. and onto the ground. Jesus Christ. That's low. And, and he's in the picture, the sign that he was carrying is underneath him. And I'm going to go ahead and put this link into the chat for everybody to take a look at. Thank you. Um, so so um, this is what's happened there. And um, the um, tweet from Adapt Mikey that went with the photo said, this photo says otherwise, and it's a reply to Columbus Police. Mm -hmm. Well, the Columbus police tweet that they were responding to said that 15 protesters had been arrested, that the protesters were complying, and the charges included criminal trespass, and that um, peaceful law-abiding protests are welcome. Please obey officers' directions. Emergency crews need access. Well, apparently... What Columbus police are trying to claim is they were called to to the office building to respond to a need for aid. That that the that there was a need for an emergency crew. Now okay. it's obvious from looking at this picture that there's nobody who um, is there 
as far as our fire um, EMT forces are concerned. And they're not trying to get any kind of, uh, of a stretcher or gurney into the office. They're just knocking people out of their chairs to arrest them. Wow. So, so you have apparently the senator's office has called the police to break up this protest and the police are claiming that they were arresting these people for blocking access for emergency crews. And they were actually creating potential emergencies with throwing I, people out of their wheelchairs. Exactly. Jesus, God. And there's another tweet that Sandy retweeted that appears to be from from somebody who was involved with the protest. Okay. Also, also responding to the Columbus police. And the the tweet that he's responding to says, um, "At calls fire, trying to get in 37 West Broad, which is the building, for per for person with chest pains." protesters block medics from entering and and that individual says this is all lies once they got protesters out they didn't save anyone it was a ruse that is that is insane if i can go ahead if, miles if, if I'll, I'll, I'll my comment that i'm thinking of is um if you've seen the movie i robot and there's a scene where uh, Will Smith is in the vehicle and the robots are attacking and the robot <laughs> smashes the window and says, you're having an accident. Let robots. me assist you. <laughs> you can't trust robots. Robots. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, exactly. You know, the, the, I mean, it's a, it, it's a little lighthearted, but you're absolutely right, Miles. It's a, it's a good analogy because... This is, you know, they're they're creating the problem that they claim they're trying to prevent. I mean, that's nonsense. But this gets better. What? This this gets a whole lot more fucked up here, because right. because Senator Portman's office then puts out a statement. And pardon me, I need to drink here real quick no problem and i'm sure it was a magnificent statement that rob portman's office put out because he's so in touch with these kinds of issues so so this is the statement from and and uh it it's prefaced with in a statement a portman spokeswoman said so it's not senator portman himself it's a spokeswoman Mm -hmm. And the statement is, Rob welcomes input from all 11.5 million Ohioans who are able to visit or call any of our offices to discuss any topic. Yesterday, we met with protesters from the Democratic Socialists of America. And after they refused to leave, even when the buildings closed, we allowed them to stay the night. Our staff spoke with them again today. We aren't going to allow a handful of a handful of socialists, many of whom are from New York, <coughs> to disrupt our ability to serve the needs of the Ohio constituents who contact us in need of vital services every day. 
You know, between the lines, what he's saying is we don't want a bunch of smart-ass New York Jews. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Cat kind of did a little cough, cough Jews in there too. So with the, mm. the New York, the New York coded thing. But uh, mm. go ahead, go ahead, Cat. So, so um, it goes on to go on goes on to say when the groups impeded the work of other tenants in the building, building security called local law enforcement. So. They're saying building security called local law enforcement. Nothing about anybody needing assistance for chest pains. Hmm. And Senator Portman's spokeswoman doesn't mention adapt or handicapped at all. They say we're not going to allow a handful full of socialists, many who are from New York, to yeah. disrupt our ability. So they're so conflating they're the, the socialists. Yeah, they're conflating the two groups is what they're doing. Yeah, that's that's the new tactic, you know, is they're suggesting that that uh, basically, you know, all of these kind of uh, office interventions are are the plot of a kind of astroturfed socialist groups. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's so, that's that's how they're trying to flip this thing, you know, mm-hmm. and, and make themselves seem mm, presentable. Yes. <laughs> so so my my response to this that I posted on my personal Facebook after seeing the stories on the six o'clock news this evening and reading some of these um, posts on Twitter, I I said, "There's Senator Portman and staff." You are fucking up. You are fucking up badly. If you think. Yeah. One, get the affiliation of the protesters you had arrested right. It's not a good look when you have a bunch of people in wheelchairs arrested and you call them, quote, socialists, unquote. Especially when they are identifying themselves as adapt. Yeah, and uh, just so everybody knows what ADAPT stands for, what it used to stand for was Americans Disabled for Accessible Public Transit, but they changed it uh, in uh, 1990 to Americans Disabled Attendant Programs Today. So um, nothing in that phrase says socialism. No, not at all. In fact... It's because of groups like ADAPT that we have the Americans with Disabilities Act today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they, they are not a socialist group. They do a lot of great work, not only for people with physical disabilities, um, people who are wheelchair bound, but for the blind, for the hearing impaired, which is near and dear to my heart, and numerous other disabilities in fact one of the activists who was arrested um, at Senator Portman's office was a hearing impaired individual who was then handcuffed impeding his ability to be able to sign and therefore communicate Jesus Christ I oh my god Republicans you know uh, well this, this is also an issue with Columbus uh, Division of Police, which is becoming clearer and clearer to be just as much of a problem as Cleveland Police, yeah. Chicago Police, Tell and so on. Mm. And, and it's really frustrating to me because 
our chief of police here is a uh, lesbian woman who should be a hell of a lot more responsive to the needs of minority communities than what she's turning out to be. Mm. All right. Well, we're we're at the top of the hour, but I thought I heard Miles say he wanted to to jump in here. Is that correct, Miles? Yes, I, I do. The the really dark side of this is how the office of Portman, whether they're using the security of the building as their front people or whatever, coordinate with the police to violate civil rights like this because that is a crime. Mm-hmm. And when you coordinate like that, that makes it a conspiracy. And yes, that's it a does. Felony. Yeah, yeah. That's my comment. Yeah, uh, it's yeah, a good comment. I'm so it's, pissed. This is a fucking felony, and I don't know how else to put it. Uh, it, it no. I, absolutely. Well, um, and Michelle, did you want to jump in real quick? Um, no, cat, cat said it all. This, this, I, yeah. I, I'm sick to my stomach right now. It's, it's, it's making me cheer up. This is wrong. It, well, yeah, and that's Ohio for you too, unfortunately. Um, uh, because it, it's almost like cat that all of our government employees don't actually, you know, it, it's like once they become a government employee, especially in law enforcement, um, they just decide, well, I'm not really like these people. I'm kind of above them all, you know? Well, there may be some of that with some of them, but others, it's just they are bred through their training to follow orders without question. Yeah, yeah. It's... Uh, it's it's done in the military and it's done with the police and well, so am I but I take orders only from cats <laughs> cats exactly uh, and if they say no or if they say no 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 <laughs> you better listen but anyway but uh, uh but cat uh, go ahead and uh, wrap it up we we, we got to get yeah. going uh, we're at the top of the hour here so Right. I had more to that Facebook post, and so what I'll do is I'll go ahead and uh, post it into the chat and try try and break it up a little bit so it's not like a wall of text, but sure. just so everybody can see my personal response to this. Because yeah. here I am, I'm a democratic socialist, I'm a person with a hearing impairment, this is something that hits me on all sorts of different sides. So. I would post yeah. the whole wall of text. Go ahead. Post everything well, you've got. Well, yes, I, I'm just going to break it up so that when I paste it in, it's not hit enter and nobody can see anything else happening in the You know what? Okay. Cat, I think you might want to uh, touch base with uh, Rain and Bobber after they have their party and uh, do a guest blog on. Uh, That's a good idea. Oh well, actually, Over, I'm yeah. going to have a blog there. I just need to have an opportunity to find out for sure which day they want me to be posting. So well, there you go. I will. I'll find out for you. So uh, well, there we go. Uh, no, it's just a matter of me getting in touch with them on Facebook. It's well, as much yeah. a. Oh, there you go. Me falling down on it is them. So. All right. Uh, is there any right. o- other final last thing you want to say before you go, Cat? That people like to say on a verse call in. 
I don't know if it's something that I I want to say, but About I Rob think Portman? I need to. I, I I think I need to tell Rob Portman to go uh, suck a few penises. Oh, so. don't say penis in this house. <laughs> I well, thought he, you'd never get there. Go suck him. <laughs> he needs to go suck himself. Is what he needs to do. So uh, he's self sucking. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but anyway, Cat, thank you so much for coming on on short notice and filling us in on this. You did a great job tonight, and thank uh, you. we'll do a we'll do a follow up on this. Uh, maybe we'll get you on Rototer on Tuesday if you want. Um, yeah, let me double check, but I think I should be clear to do that okay. on Tuesday night. All right, sounds good. Uh, we'll, we'll keep in touch, and uh, you have a wonderful weekend. And thank you very much once again for joining us tonight. Thank you. Thanks. Oh, you're you're okay. very welcome. All right, we'll, we'll talk to you soon. All right. All right. Bye bye. Good so, guest. G- great gal. Great guest. Uh, my sister from another Mister Cat. Thank you very much. Sandy is going to be very proud that she covered that for her because Sandy wasn't able to to uh, join in tonight. Uh, she uh, let, let me see. She said uh, Sandy said uh, she had a family obligation tonight, so she'd miss the show. But I'll, I'll email her the link so she can hear Cat's uh, uh, wonderful reportage on uh, this story with Adapt and uh, that <laughs> fucking assholes we have in our government. Uh, so, all right, let's go ahead and run to the break. When we come back, we're going to have a couple relatively uh, amusing stories. And uh, we're definitely going to do Mad Libs tonight, everybody. So hang tight. We'll be right back with lots more. And, oh, this bumper's for Mr. Hebert. This is a story of heroic deeds and the bitter struggle for the triumph of good over evil and of a wondrous sword wielded by a mighty hero when the legions of darkness stalk the land. This is Kenny Pick on Turn Up the Night. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. It really makes you feel good. Says who? America! Every Tuesday and Friday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Indie Media Weekly. And now, on with the show. They got humanoids crossed with fish and stuff. Focus for maximum picture quality, and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you, um, some attention please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going, keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity Ice Cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling, transient loads of thought, careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! Welcome back to the weekend edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide. And, of course, joining me as always on the program, Mr. Joe Santorza, Scrantorza, Scranton, Pennsylvania, from the Tim Coromel Show as well. Welcome back, sir. 
Yes, and my credentials to the House of Detention. <laughs> and uh oh and by the way uh, uh, uh miles in south florida welcome back to the program as well uh sitting in uh, for rain uh you and your lovely lovely wife michelle in uh, uh port st Lucie, florida also heard on mic check radio welcome back yes thank you i'm still a bit annoyed but hanging in there yeah i hear it we'll 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 lighten it up here, Michelle. I promise. And uh, but you know, I I actually came up with a. You remember when I made the insertion joke earlier uh, in the program? Well, uh, when I was <laughs> when I was on break, when we were on break, I I, I said I got a great uh, band name called Uncertain Insertion. Mm-hmm. What do you think of that? Uncertain Insertion. So. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Uh. Well, maybe it's not the best one. <laughs> uh, but it depends on your audience, I guess. I guess. Yeah, I was thinking like a punk band. Uh, and last but definitely not least, uh, Mr. P.S. Mueller, uh, Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, check out psmueller.com for Pete's cartoons. And, of course, uh, uh, you're, uh, aren't you doing some stuff for, what, what is it, Audible soon? I am an app. You're an app. I'm an app. Uh, if, you, if you if you have like uh, Amazon Prime, and you look around and look for the Onion Audio News, Ooh. you will find me holding forth as uh, perennial Onion anchorman Doyle Redland. Yeah, can the you, Onion Audio um, News? Can you give us a, a quick headline about uh, Trump doing something stupid at the G20? In, in Donald voice. Trump appoints the head of the Department of Aspiration. <laughs> <laughs> Is that like a cross between aspiration and aspartame? Asporting. Oh, asporting. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I like uh, it. Um, yeah, well, you know, I mean, it's it's, uh, it's all about ass, actually. Sure. I'm, I'm, I'm just, in my multitask mode here, I'm sitting pulling out ass-based cartoons to stick up on Facebook oh. just for the fuck of it, you know. There you go. There you go. And yeah. uh, uh, where can people check out your latest cartoons other than uh, your Facebook page or your uh, your website? Well, let's see. My website had, doesn't have a lot of new stuff up there. I haven't been doing much with it. Um, so you really have to, you know, subscribe. And by all means, everyone should subscribe to American Bystander Magazine, where you can usually see one of my cartoons, but I also have a column and occasionally oh. uh, occasionally feature stories. Ooh, I like it. I like it yes. a lot. So. And, and, um, I have a, uh, in the current issue, I have a feature story uh, about two guys up in a... Uh, uh, space station. It's called Weather Space Command. And they control the weather at the behest of um, futures traders. Oh, okay. That sounds awesome. And, and, they, and they fuck up the world. That's the, I, you know, I knew it was going to go dark. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, and uh, I'm, so I'm there, and you'll be seeing me a little bit more uh, in the New Yorker magazine and Progressive magazine and uh, occasional weeklies around the country. But, uh, you know, or just Google me. There's a million of my cartoons up on Google that have yeah. escaped out into the world. Well, I'm just going to give that one great big amen right now. So, yeah. And I do have, I do have hundreds in my, ar- my archives on my website, so you always feel free to go there. I just haven't been adding to it. 
Sure, sure. Yeah, understood. So, uh, all right. Well, we're going to get into our last two stories right now, both uh, exce- just excessively stupid. All right. And um, the first one uh, comes to us from a noted trust fund uh, spoiled brat now uh, handed his own very own talk show on Fox News, uh, Tucker Carlson. Uh, this is a, a little uh, little whelp that used to wear a bow tie. I'm not sure if you guys remember that. Uh, now he, he, he wears a big boy tie. And um, he and Mike Rowe, does anybody remember the song, or not the song, but the reality TV show Dirty Jobs? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes, yes. Well, Mike Rowe was the host of Dirty Jobs. And let me just tell you, uh, uh, Dirty Jobs was it was a fun show. I saw it a few times, um, but uh, Mike Rowe likes to go off in these tangents about um, you know the youth of today and not having the proper work ethics that he had. Um, and uh, this is the thing I-, I tried to look up his work history. This guy has been an actor and a singer and a voice artist his entire life, from what I can tell. And then he got the dirty. He lucked into the Dirty Jobs reality show, where basically he did a hard job for one day, a job that people do every fucking day of their lives. He did a show for one day and acted like you know, oh, this is what it means to be a hard worker. This is what it means to to go out there and 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 be a. Uh, you know, have a work ethic that is admired the world round. Okay, Mike Rowe, if you were going out there, you know, uh, 40 hours a week, 365 days a year, doing these difficult jobs, you know, on farms or, you know, harvesting oysters or whatever that you did, uh, you know, or digging trenches, whatever. I might have a little more respect and a little more, I might listen to you a little more when you talk about how lazy and stupid other people are, right? Oh, um, yeah, real quick though, did you see the episode where he actually castrated a goat using his teeth? Jesus Christ. No. What? Yeah, they, they they do stuff like that. And then the guy the, the guy at the farm, you know, said, Well, this is how you have to do it and he what? did it. So I'm like, wow. <laughs> so okay. <laughs> So yeah, well, uh, yeah. mm, mm. <laughs> it's a bit weird. But so it's not like Green Acres then. So uh, Mike yeah. Rowe also uh, not just an actor, singer, and voice artist, but also put goat dicks in his mouth. Um, no, just the balls. Just the balls. Oh, he castrated. I'm sorry. He teabagged goats. I'm sorry. Um, and, and, <laughs> oh, he did <clears throat> more than that. Oh, he did. He td bagged them. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> he's a d bagger <laughs> okay so so micro again you know, a, a lot guy, of goats really wouldn't like that a guy who seemed to comes from a certain amount of privilege and you mm-hmm. know in this this whole uh, uh uh interview with micro and tucker carlson was like eight minutes long it was so insufferable this is what they were talking about they were talking about, Joe, brace yourself, the evils of emojis. Oh, my God. 
I, I think we need or a drum. Or is that OMG? Or is that OMG? <laughs> I, think, I think we need a... Well, it's a, certainly not a LOL. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Wait, is, is there an emoji for that? I, I have no idea. Um, but yes, there is actually an emoji for LOL. There is. But yeah, so so noted non-hard workers, Tucker Carlson and Mike Rowe, both guys who came up as, as enti- entitled white men, uh, who are roughly my age. I think uh, uh, Mike Rowe might be in his early 50s, but you know Carlson is like exactly the same. He's like 45, 46, same age as me. Um, these guys are, are are on, you know, doing this show on Fox News, <laughs> yeah. um, saying that emojis are ruining society. And I have way more audio than I want for this, and it's only a minute and 40 seconds. But here you go, everybody. Emojis. There is a brand new suite, assortment of emojis, a new typeface of emojis. Teenagers across America are excited. I sense this is bad. I can't (laughs) articulate why. What do you think? Uh, Let's see. Well, as I understand ancient history, I think we started with hieroglyphics. Yes. No. form. It appears as though we may have gone full circle. Cave paintings, <laughs> asshole. Mean, that's true. Look, I mean, I don't know how much uh, righteous indignation we can whip up over the emojis, but I am, I am troubled uh, by their quantity. I mean, there are there are hundreds of these things. Yes. And they seem to have assumed every possible expression, every every nuance of feeling seems to now be accessible in this endless pile of emojis. And I, I, I didn't know, A, there was that many, you know, emotions in the human condition. Because you're dead now inside. We have to choose which one to use to express ourselves and to whom and when. So I'm not sure we've simplified things at all. It does seem like they're bypassing language. That, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have the biggest language in the history of language, English. Yeah. More words than any other language ever had. Why are people choosing not to use it? I think, again, just a theory, but I think this this general assault on conventional norms of work, which we've yes. talked about ad nauseum before, has, has kind of bled over into a kind of assault on the lexicon. So it's like Velcro shoes. A little bit. Yeah. Right. See, again, it's nothing to get angry about, but it's it's unnerving. It's disconcerting to look down and see Velcro when you expect laces. Yes. And I don't know if it's a harbinger of the end of days, but it is troubling because you have to ask regarding emojis, what what is next? I mean, just grunts? Interpretive dance? I mean, what? I mean, <laughs> what the hell was that laugh, Tucker Carlson, you freak? Um, okay, first of all, it's unnerving uh, to look... That really all amounts to uh, kids these days. Kids these days. You know, okay, what's more uh-huh. unnerving, Velcro straps on somebody's shoes or cowboy boots? Oh, jeez. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I was see- your age, I used to have to draw my own emoji. I, I mean, yeah. seriously. And I, I liked it. I think that <laughs> these uh, ladies doth protest too much. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'll give you the uh, A train for that there. Uh, but but seriously, you know, I mean, this is, uh, you know, uh, 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 Michelle, please. Emojis are the downfall of our language? Well, well, no, but they, they sound like they're grumpy. They didn't get pre-sale tickets to the emoji movie. <laughs> oh, there you go. I like it. So what were these, you know, and that's probably it. These new emojis were probably in conjunction with that that movie. 
I would not be surprised. I know that just recently came out. So I, because I know Patrick Stewart does the voice for Poop. Oh, oh, that's great. <laughs> and uh, uh, Miles, what, what's your take on this uh, emoji? What does he say? Does he say, you know, make it so, number two? Yeah. <laughs> well, kind of, because they come out of a stall, him and his son, the, the, the poop and his poop son come out of the stall <laughs> saying, we're number two. We're number two. Very take. nice. On this, it reminds me of a similar thing that happened in the 80s. And the media was talking about, oh, the horrors of these teenagers and they're playing these role-playing games called Dungeons and Dragons and it's ruining the youth of our country. Blah, 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 blah. They are... Who was... Uh, sweetie, do you remember who was it that was talking about that... Um, was it uh, Burke breathed talking about the uh, failing to, you know, parent properly or something like that, yeah. or was it a Dennis Leary thing? I don't yeah. know, but I do remember the horrors of Ebonics. Yeah, oh, yeah, I was thinking of that too. Uh, that's what I actually I thought you were going to mention, Miles. But yeah, everybody that was freaking about uh, about Ebonics, that was nonsense. Well, if the D and D thing applied to me. I, I didn't really study. You know, what, 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 no, what, understood. What, I know what, what neither of these about. cats were talking about was uh, public schools and education and reading, writing, and arithmetic. Yeah. Well, again, nowadays they're not even teaching. They're trying not to teach cursive anymore, and that's going to cripple a whole group of kids because there's still stuff written in cursive. Uh, yeah, I think my, I got to admit, <laughs> my cursive has like turned into this hideous scrawl. I think Susan Mine wants never to. Was good. I, I think Susan wants to jump in here real quick. Go ahead, Susan. Okay, I'm going <clears> to <throat> jump in really quick. Emojis can't be copyrighted, so you can just make stuff. Like you can sell stuff and go to the fair and have a bunch of stuffed animal crap, and you can go to different stores and just they're they're just gonna give you know. Like their emotions, you can't copyright them, you know. So anybody can make stickers or whatever they want to make. Well, you know what I mean. Like it's well, I, I just sent you, you all one like that, that I copied. Yeah, I um. Oh, I'm sorry, Suze. I'm sorry. I just stabbed her in the face with a pen because I'm doing my hair out. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to. I just you tried to flip my, my headphone around so she could hear what you were saying, but. I don't think that's necessarily the point we're trying to raise here about this, Sue's, but... They're being babies. Uh, they're being I'm big saying. babies. That's all I'm saying. Huge babies. I'm going to listen to you. So, uh, she's going to go listen in the other room. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, uh, yeah, cursive. You know, I mean, I, honest to God, um, uh, I, I think that doing away with cursive, to me, is all right. <laughs> so, but it, that's just me, because I don't have children, so... Because uh, I, I suck at cursive, I'm terrible at it. So, uh, but it, cursive, you know. I could see going. I'd rather people learn typing because I can't. I'm a hunting pecker, and uh, you know, I I have typed everything I've written since I was about 15 with seven fingers. Yeah, and it's you, just like you know, I type fast enough, so. Um, you know, it's I don't I don't take dictation, but I can compose as fast as I can think with seven fingers, and I taught myself, and it's good enough. It's good enough for me, damn it! There you go. But <laughs> uh, like someone watching me type would get really edgy, you know. 
Yeah. So, uh, but all right. Uh, so let's see. Uh, and, and you know that I, I, I do have a quick clip I want to play. Uh, for the you know the, so the this is coming. Uh, you know, in the other uh, uh, portion of of the show, which I didn't have for all of you tonight. Again, was Tucker Carlson and Mike Rowe bemoaning like the worth work ethic, and it kind of played into the Velcro shoes and things like that. Uh, you know, again, nobody's ever going to criticize somebody for pulling on a pair of cowboy boots, which is the easiest pair of men's shoes to put on, really, outside of you know a pair of loafers or something like that. Penny loafers. Yeah, penny loafers or deck shoes or whatever. Um, but, uh, you know, these, uh, you know, they're, they're crying about this. Tucker Carlson, again, he's never had to work a day in his life. Mike Rowe, totally an entitled guy who did singing, dancing, acting, and voice work until he got the, you know, he lucked into a reality show where he had to do, you know, edited hard work for one day on a job that people kill themselves doing. So, uh, you know what? I want them to feel the sting of sweat. Feel that sweet sting of sweat in your eyes. Yeah, so. <laughs> and Tucker, tell me Tucker Carlson doesn't own a pair of deck shoes. Oh, he totally does. Oh, and I'm penny loafers. You, he puts pennies in his loafers. Oh, oh he I sure know does. he does. Yeah. Oh, actually, his trust fund is good enough. He can put nickels in them. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I know for a fact he had to work at least once. At, at learning how to tie that tie. Oh, yeah, that's right, because he had that clip-on yeah. bow tie for the longest time. Yeah, because so. it's impossible to tie those things. It can't be yeah. done. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, on that note, anybody have any final thoughts on uh, the, the, the brain trust of uh, Tucker Carlson and Mike Rowe before we go to break? I want to hear about the child sex slaves on Mars. Oh, uh, well, we did. We actually talked about that la uh, last... Uh, I think we we talked about that Tuesday on Turnout Thunder. I, I got a better one than that from Alex Jones. You're calling Jones it old news then. It is. It is because there's oh, new okay. Alex Jones news that's even uh, um, uh, dumber than that. So, uh, but, but Michelle, did you did you want to jump in real quick? All I can say is with that dirty job show, the crew was in more danger than Mike ever was because, you know, they oh. went through some pretty, pretty hellish situations. One of them even got bit on the calf by a monkey. So oh, that's <laughs> dangerous. Oh, yeah, it you is. You turned into a zombie with that. Mm -hmm. um, uh, <laughs> if you've seen uh, Dead Alive, or is it Dead Alive? I what, can what? tell you stories about monkey bites and I have scientist friends of mine, and there are things in monkey bites that uh, people do not recover from. Wasn't there the, the rat monkey in Dead Alive by Peter Jackson? Wasn't that the, the rat monkey? You guys remember that movie? Anybody? You, yeah, it rings so. a bell. Yeah, it's where he went, took the lawnmower to the heads of the zombies in the room. Uh, anyway, <laughs> oh, that was a good was movie. It was good. Uh, so, anyway, uh, Miles, any final thoughts before we go to break? No, I'm good. Carry on. All right, Joe? I like the Millie Dressel house emoji. <laughs> there we go. We, we need an Edith head one for uh, Roger Stone, too. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. And uh, uh, Pete, any final thoughts before we uh, hit the break? Um, I'm thinking about a song called Rats and Monkeys. Um, and uh, the, the name of the band will come to mind. You know what? 
40 the song, years ago. The song I queued up next, uh, bo- mm-hmm. actually, it's Something and Something, and both mm-hmm. rats and monkeys have them, Teeth and Hair, by Honor Among Thieves. Right, there you go. All right, so let's listen to that. We'll be right back with the final segment with uh, uh, Alex Jones, Lizard People Ate My Balls, and Mad Libs right after this, everybody. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Occasionally, I get a jerk like you here, so thank you. KennyPick.com. Nose. The scene is going down on Willie Street. 
A rose is still a fucking rose Tea and hair, they're testing animals tonight Tea and hair, it ain't no test if you get it right Tea and hair, shake up all your pain I'm Tim Cormall, host of The Tim Cormall Show. And I'm Joe Santors, a co-host and head mechanic of The Clown Car Garage. Each week, our guests join a roundtable discussion of the political news of the week and peek into the GOP circus tent. And of course, no circus is complete without clowns. And each week, I inspect the clown car to see what obnoxious fumes they have been spreading all around the country. So join us each week. Admission is free, but just one word of caution. If you see the GOP clown car, get out of the way. They're terrible drivers. Hey, Joe, what was that? Uh, I think we just lost another clown car. Tune in for the Tim Coromall Show on Indie Media Weekly Radio, Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly Radio. IndieMediaWeekly.com Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. This is Adam Hebert. On every episode of Mike Check Radio, me and my co-hosts are not only committed to telling you about the latest political news, but also about the latest nerd news as well. Whether it's the latest scientific discovery, the new season of anime, the ending of a cherished manga, or the latest in comics, television, or movies, my show is guaranteed to bring you something that will make your inner nerd go squee! So be sure to tune in to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert live every Saturday night, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, only on Indie Media Weekly. IndieMediaWeekly.com. Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Where is it that you're from? Cleveland. Cleveland. Lake Erie. Erie. What was once the mistake by the lake is now the roar by the shore. I'm rapidly becoming a big underground success in this town. Cleveland has taken its honored place in the building of America. Thank you, Cleveland. Thank you, Scranton. Thank you, Port St. Lucie. Thank you, Madison. Thank you, Port St. Lucie. Welcome back to the show. So, <laughs> had to get one in there for everybody, right? Uh, so, uh, uh, hello. Welcome back, everybody. I know uh, somebody mentioned that uh, Alex Jones uh, playing his stuff is probably, it uh, qualifies as uh, too much. It's too much. <laughs> it's going to be stupid, too. And actually, if you it was th- like he was created by the Jerky Boys, yeah, it, it, it yeah. almost kind of is. So, um, but mostly every time I hear his voice, I just want to go shut up. Yeah. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so here we go, everybody. Alex Jones. I'm here to beg God to give me the strength and the words to unlock. The spirit of humanity with a huge awakening to bring oh, yeah? these people down nice. and to bind them for hell. By the power of Grayskull. I am the 
listen to it with pleasure. They got humanoids crossed with fish and stuff. Okay, if you thought they got humanoids crossed with fish and stuff was the extent of uh, Alex Jones' talk about... Human-animal hybrids. You were wrong. (laughs) Uh, This is important news, everyone. Very, very... Joe, I mean, you alerted... You, Joe alerted me to this last night, and I, I think this is probably one of the most earth-shattering stories that uh, we've ever covered on these airwaves. And that's all we need is a shattered planet. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but yeah, so, time. So, so, Joe, do you, do you happen to recall the, the headline of the article you shared on, on Facebook? recently from alex jones <laughs> oh that was that was rain rain, rain oh that was that. rain that was rain okay well uh, yes, all right let's give credit to credit is due it oh rain. my apologies i i get your guys profile pictures mi- mixed up because uh neither one of them is actually your face so i get i get screwed <laughs> well, up on my time. face believe me oh uh, you you've got a lovely face joe give yourself oh. some credit so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so all right. So uh, the the headline, <laughs> he is he is he's got better eyebrows though. I'll, I'll give him that. Uh, so uh, <laughs> it was it was rain. So yeah, all right, it was so, rain from uh, Media Matters. So rain gave uh, shared this link, and the headline is uh, Alex Jones warns of pig gorilla human hybrids who can talk. <laughs> Oh, 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 it's serious. It's so serious. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so scared. Um, wow. I, 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 I guess it's better than a man bear pig. A man bear pig, yes. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Let, let's think about this. Okay. Before we. Okay. Let's, sure. Let's, let's think about this. Because somebody has to. Serious, somebody has to. about this. Yeah. Before we start laughing and belittling Mr. Jones. Okay. Mm-hmm. We did see the G20 summit today. That's true. We saw man bear pigs. <laughs> did we not? Yeah, yeah we got saw pig <laughs> apes. My, my point, Pete. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. There you go. <laughs> uh, well taken, sir. Touche. Oh. All right then. <laughs> and what's even better about the the what what Alex Jones talking about these uh uh what do you call them uh human animal human hybrids. animal hybrids. What's even better is the percentage of DNA. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my God! It's uh yeah. So so ladies and gentlemen, just so you know, Alex Jones he sees so many stories, so many stories uh, about uh, you know genetically altered. Humanoids with pig and ape DNA. God damn it! God damn it! Yeah, uh, so many stories. Stories. Now, the 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 acting word there is stories, not news reports, not documentation, not video. Stories. He spends way too much time in the checkout aisle. Oh my God! Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. He's, you he's, know been, he's been befixed, uh, transfixed by the Bat Boy. I think. Yes, you know. uh, I think so. Well, now it's Pig Ape. <laughs> now it's boy. the Pig Pig Ape Boy is is mm-hmm. is the one he's talking about. But holy shit! 
Uh, this this guy has Trump's ear. Literally. <laughs> uh, well, well, yeah, it's <laughs> growing on the back of a monkey. Out of it. He's gonna clone it. <laughs> Trump's ear is growing on the back of a of a gorilla. It reminds me of the Woody Allen movie when they were cloning the leader's nose. <laughs> Do you remember oh. that? Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Was that bananas? Yes. Yeah. Oh. Uh, speaking of DNA. Yeah. My older brother had, had his DNA tested and discovered what we'd all suspected for a long time. You're We're not- half Jewish. Oh. Nice. Wow. My dad's and his and and his and his parents were lived a lie their entire lives. So now you can start getting the Illuminati paychecks, right? Uh, well, I hope so. Yeah, that'll be good. Or you could get yeah. hate mail from 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 hate groups. Yeah, Alex yeah, Jones. Yeah, Al- Alex true. Jones fans and yeah. Russian nationals will start sending you hate mail. Hey, what really right. shocked us though was my mother was half Irish. Oh yeah, we did, we had no idea she was adopted. No, oh, and, interesting. Uh, you know, mom was, if anything, darker and more Jewish looking than dad. You know, hmm. um, so well, there you sign go. Up, sign up for our Jewish hate mail newsletter. Yeah, <laughs> I will. So so all right. So here we go. This is Alex Jones talking about pig ape human. Oh God, damn! I, I, it, in it's a so jar hard to or a convenient packet? No, they just talk. They just. It, oh, okay. He's seen these stories. I am in a death battle. People ask how I have this much energy. Megan Kelly asked me what drugs I was on, and I said I don't use drugs. She was kind of like, "Really, you don't?" I don't know what that meant, but I thought she was trying to like get me into saying I was on drugs. Folks, um, I have hundreds of articles I see every week about human-animal chimeras with no rights. You talked about people you know in research labs. I've talked to them, too. You see humanoids. They're like 80% gorilla, 80% pig, and they're talking. Uh, and this is highly... Go ahead. Case Law School in 2006 was hired to develop law for the future of transgenic organisms and they're already here and we're saying we want to force a debate what rights are they gonna like do you get rights as a human if you have 50 percent dna like what are the rights that are going to be we need to make this illegal this needs to be illegal what it needs to be they're talking about making it illegal to make child pedophile robots what 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 you make that illegal but 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 what about the human splice with animals i mean this is beyond pedophilia i love my children we've we've got to stop this group we've got to do it but again they want to make jokes about it i mean it's like the gay frog thing Um, 20 something years they've admitted that they've that most of the frogs amphibians and fish are dying they've got they're horribly deformed and then it's just a big joke to colbert i notice all his attacks make fun of us and how our genetics are being manipulated they want to make a joke about that with the public so no one cares Oh, God damn Man. it. God damn you to hell. Uh, what the fuck was all that about? Uh, I tried to tell Megan Kelly I wasn't on drugs, but I, there's all these pig ape hybrids out there, and there might be hum- human rights. I mean, what kind of human rights do you get? We need to make this illegal. What do you need to make illegal? Making human pig hybrids or or taking away the rights because i mean oh my god it's the worst fucking like episode of south park uh, you know i've ever heard (laughs) yeah i heard i heard through the grapevine (laughs) 
had Alex Jones sent his DNA out to Ancestry.com, uh-huh. and they rejected it because it only had a single helix. <laughs> Did it have a? Uh, oh, I thought I thought maybe it had. It was 160 percent, fifty fifty split between ape and pig. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was 90 percent pig. <laughs> That's about it. Uh, well, well, no, and that and that's the thing. They, 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 and Michelle, did you hear that? It's like they're making humanoids that are eighty percent gorilla, eighty percent pig, and they talk. <laughs> okay, first of all, uh, you if there's if if it's one hundred and sixty percent, um, uh, it's not humanoid. I would assume. No oh, um, man, it's like but, Jeff Goldblum went out of the know. fly chamber. Yeah, you know? I, yes. I, yeah. But but Michelle, I mean, there's so much nonsense in in just brain cell killing material there oh yeah i i, I am thinking maybe it's lsd and energy drink is the is the drug he's on because <laughs> <laughs> he's making no sense as far as math is concerned no sense as far as science is concerned and if it's just gorilla and pig dna there's no human mix in there so it's uh, yeah really, yeah I, I think no I think sense. I know what you're talking about. It's just bad acid. It's manufactured poorly. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I'll never forget one day in 1972. I was in jail, and uh, and uh, there I was in a cell, and the cell was open to a common area, uh, so we were free to walk in and out and sit at tables and stuff like this. This was in the Fillmore District of San Francisco. Okay. And some guy walked up to me and looked me in the eye and said, I took eight tabs of LSD and stabbed my wife. At which point I went into my cell and closed the door. Uh, uh, yeah, that's exact. That's a perfect analogy for what it's like listening to Alex Jones. And yeah. Clinster says, wait, 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 child molester robots? Because he just yeah, really. glossed I mean, over like, that. Like Hugo? You know? he, 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 Hugo? He, just, he just glossed over that. So, the, oh, they're, 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 they're trying to outlaw child molester robots. Because, yeah, because. I think those are still legal on Mars. Yes, that's right. That's yes. right. That's what we talked about uh, last Tuesday is that. Uh, he had a guest on saying that a bunch of children have been shanghaied to Mars on a 22-year trip, which apparently it only takes about a year and a half to get to Mars, uh, if that. Uh, but I guess they, they've got a really... Not on, they, not on, not on regular gas. They, they, well, yeah, they've, they've got Sunday... They've, they, they ha- they've implemented... Uh, the New World Order has implemented a Sunday driver trip to Mars. Um, you know... Um, I'm sure Jews are to blame for that. Somebody's uh, really got to, got to, you know, uh, send him a, a link to the trailer about that movie about Nazis on the moon. You know? Oh, oh, yes. yeah. Oh, that's uh, a great movie. Iron yes. Sky. Yeah. I, Iron uh, Sky. Iron Sky. Iron yes. Sky. Yeah. Uh, because oh. Alex Alex Jones would take that as a as a news clip. <laughs> oh yeah. my God! I mean, because a, I seriously saw a documentary. <laughs> Well, you know, in in Joe, I I, I I tried to look this up. You know, the 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 pig gorilla hybrid humanoid whatever. I, I tried like fifteen different ways to to you know to see where the news stories because he, he said news stories. I got like 10, 15, 20, I don't know, like a bit bazillion news stories about this on my desk. 
it, I could, mm-hmm. uh, and unfortunately, every story I found was just Alex Jones. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> I tried to buy a hybrid. They said I'd have to wait six weeks. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, for that, but for that, for yeah. that, for that gorilla pig combo. Sure, sure. Maybe he and just you only, saw. You only get two hundred miles on them, and you got to recharge them. I, I think maybe he just saw a video of a baby monkey riding on the back of a pig, and that's what it was. I once wrote a, a, a short story <laughs> about. Uh, it was called Ape Farm. Yeah, and it, and it was about this this secret complex that was uh, performing plastic surgery, body modification ah. on gorilla gorillas. And, okay. uh, and and then training them and sending them to be stalkers at Walmart. No, 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 no. That was that wasn't a that wasn't fiction. Yeah, but uh, now when no, you say true. when you say stalkers they're, they're at Walmart, <laughs> when you yeah. say stalkers at Walmart, do you mean people who stalk the shelves or people who actually stalk other individuals? St- stalker, stalkers. Okay, yeah, because yeah, right. you know, they drop sure. a can, they can catch it with their foot. Sure. Know, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, they can do that. I and uh, yeah, and uh, the hero of our story, you know, uh, uh, you know, finds out about this conspiracy, uh, but sadly, he is caught. And uh, slowly bodily modified into an ape, then remodified into a Walmart worker. Uh, Well, you know, that sounds more practical than what Alex Jones is talking about. Yeah, my my story, Ape Farm, did not go over well, (laughs) and I put it aside. (laughs) Did they sell it in the Walmart? Never mind. (laughs) You should have hired one of them pedophile... Robots, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, the problem was, I wrote it while the old old man Walton was still alive, you know, and he probably had it crushed. You know, what the? And, but but yeah, seriously, going just... going going back to what? Uh, uh, but go ahead, Joe, I'll, and then I'll I'll chime in. No, no, no. Pete's probably right. He he crushed Pete's story. Yeah, it would have been a big seller in Walmart because yeah, <laughs> most of the people going there. Uh, it was. I, mean, I thought the title alone that's... was pretty catchy. Ape sure. Farm, you know. Sure. Yes. Yes. I think it was timely, quantifiable, and oratund. It is timely, mm-hmm. quantifiable, and oratund. Do you know what that means? No. Uh, no, I, I still don't know what that means. And um, I'm not going to open it up. Yeah, don't, don't, don't ruin it for me. Don't, no spoilers on what oratund means. Um, but, of course, everybody, I'm kidding, I do know what oratund means. I think, um, but but no, but seriously, go, going back to what Clinster said. Wait, wait, wait. What? A child molester robots? Yeah, really. I mean that that's the lost pedophile story. robots. Yeah, that's the yeah. buried uh, headline in there. I mean because mm-hmm. uh, I mean we we barely have robots that can walk and look at you without tipping over. But now they need to do intricate. Oh, that's just the way they like them. <laughs> now, but now, now robots are robots are going to do some kind of intricate uh, violation of children. I mean, children can outrun robots at this point. It's just a fact. Oh my God! What is? Uh, I don't even know. I, I don't even want to talk about that anymore. I'll bet you anything. You know, either Joe or I could probably beat up a robot. Uh, well, you know what. I, I have the I best have. defense. Okay. The best defense against a blank, uh, a robot. Throw a blanket over it. Tip it over. God damn it, you're done. I but, use my special claw. Yeah, <laughs> but Michelle, when you want When I was a kid, I had a Robert, Robbie the robot, 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 and I used to kick it over all the time. Yeah, robots. Uh, but uh, Michelle, you wanted I'll, to chime in. You hear what Robin said. 
the only thing I can, the only thing I can say is Alex Jones' command of math is exceeded by his command of the English language. Oh. I mean, just that whole sentence just. Eighty percent pig, eighty percent robot, eighty percent ape. I have a feeling what he what he meant to say was child robots to be used by pedophiles. Right. I think that's where he was going. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. right. Yeah. He yeah. mangled it so I, horribly. I don't even know. I'm just hey, like, hey, what happened? Yeah, I, I I couldn't even tell you. So, uh, all right. Well, I'll tell you what. That's all, all the news we have for tonight. We, we desperately need to get to Mad Libs right now, everybody. So, uh, so yeah, Alex Jones, have fun with your pig ape uh, family members at the family reunion this year. Oh, Thanksgiving is going to be fun. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, all right. Here we go. Mad Libs, everybody. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. This is madness. Don't get mad, get Mad Libs. Get it? Because they're wacky. All right, um, Mad Libs, we, we have two to fill out tonight. Most li- they're, they're mostly filled out, thankfully, to our chat room. Uh, but uh, Thank you, chatters. Yes, uh, we're going to start with P.S. Mueller. Mm. Uh, I'm gonna, we're going to do this geographically tonight. We're going to go furthest west. To I'm the furthest west. To furthest south. Yeah, because okay. uh, uh, you're in Wisconsin, Joe's in mm-hmm. Pennsylvania, and Miles and Michelle mm-hmm. are in uh, Florida. So, yeah, you're the furthest west. You know Michelle's on the north side of the room. Well, okay. Well, fair enough. Well, actually, I live in Madison, not urine. Well, I didn't. Uh, okay. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Pete, I need a color. <laughs> Puce. Juice. <laughs> uh, and uh, Joe, I need a number. 69. Uh, boom, right there. Uh, Michelle, I also need a number. Um, 14. 14. And uh, 250624. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even like that song. And uh, oh, oh shit, it's the last one, uh, and it goes to you, Mister Mueller. Type of liquid. Mm. Oh no, 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 no. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give that to you, and I'll give the next one to Joe. Santorum. Oh, oh that's what I was thinking. <laughs> it's been used before, but it's a it's an oldie but a goodie. And uh, Joe Santorsa, you get the last one. You also get a number. Oh no! You because you you actually the second number you're given here. This second number, um, yeah. nine. Number nine. nine. Number okay. nine. Number nine. All right. Here we go. Link trainers and flying. I don't link trainers and flying. What the hell does that mean? A link trainer. Oh, uh, okay. It's about uh, apparently it's about flying an airplane. I guess. So, Link Trainers and Flying. A Link Trainer is a dainty airplane that never leaves the simpleton. It's used to teach beginning protests the principles of flying. It has a torch and a full set of surfs. <laughs> uh, just just like a regular airplane, it can... Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, just like a regular airplane. It can imitate any sort of aerial maneuver... 
such as the loop, <laughs> such as loop the manure. <laughs> I've seen that done. Yeah, or a tainted or a tainted dive, and it is very safe. Nothing can happen to you unless, of course, you forgot to fasten your safety custard. <laughs> then you might fall out on your cave painting. After a student passes the test of the link trainer, he then gets into a real plane and learns to taxi down the turd. And, yeah. he, le and he learns to tell which way the podcast is blowing before he takes off into the wild puce yonder. <laughs> <laughs> then, in new, uh, then in no time, he learns to take off and is flying 69 miles per hour at a height of 14 feet. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is terrible. Uh, when he does this, he's a real pilot. All right, there you go. All right, uh, the second Mad Lib for the night. Uh, this is Firefighters, everyone. And I'm sorry, I didn't understand what that meant. Link trainers and flying. I guess the that was, you know, I didn't understand the lingo, but I bet our buddy Theo knew all about that. Uh, so uh, here we go. Firefighters. When I was 10 years old, my slimy ambition in life was to be a firefighter. But here I am, nothing but a relentless catch-up. If I were a firefighter, I'd get to wear a huge red live tweet. <laughs> and I could ride on the fire engines that carry 80-foot shoes and travel nine miles an hour. <laughs> when, the when the fire engines blow their cardigans... All the cars have to pull over to the side of the yo-yo. Fire departments have to hook and wool wagons, as well as pump trucks, which carry mean hoses that pump Santorum into burning pinwheels. Oh, Jesus. Ew. <laughs> Those poor pinwheels. That's a mess. Uh, <laughs> who's going to clean that up? Uh, <laughs> Firefighters have to go into cowardly buildings and fight their way through the smoke and merry-go-round to rescue many to rescue any shawls who may be trapped inside. We should also be thankful that our firefighters are on the job 24 hours a day. Oh, I'm sorry, 24 hours an illusion. There we go. So <laughs> that's it. Uh, yeah, there, there, there's we're okay. It was a fair attempt at Mad Libs tonight, everybody, but that was it. That was it. Uh, the the, <laughs> the Santorum one was pretty great. And the numbers for yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah flying, that was good. So, I, feel, uh, I feel bad for those poor pinwheels. They're going to be kind of drippy. Oh, God. Yeah, nobody wants to touch those goddamn things. Uh, no, it's better. <laughs> Not without gloves. No. Yeah. So, and uh, a little, uh, some wet wipes or hand sanitizer, at the very least. So, uh, all right, let's go ahead and wrap things up right now. Uh, uh, we'll go alphabetically tonight. So, uh, Michelle, what do you have on the way out of the program tonight? No, wait, that is not right. Joe, what do you have on the way out of the show tonight? 
Oh, okay. My alphabet um, just uh, just improved here. So, just like I, I saw some tweets earlier from NPR, and I thought they were being unpatriotic. But I was like, oh wait, that's the Declaration of Independence. And then I remember <laughs> what the alphabet was too. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Joe, welcome back. Of course, we we missed you, but uh, what what do you have for your parting shot? Well, I, I'm just I just curious if anybody noticed that after that G, that uh, Putin pukin meeting yeah. with uh, trump mm. uh as i noted in the production notes they were all saying how you know he had brought up uh, uh the the uh meddling in our elections and all this stuff mm-hmm. and who was telling what was going who was telling us about this meeting was rex tillerson now correct me if i'm wrong but there were only four six people in that room Two of them were Russian interpreters that were probably murdered right after the meeting. Probably. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. The other two were two of the most notorious liars in the history of the human race. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And the other two were those guys' thugs. Yeah. Lackeys. Lick spittles. Right. And exactly. Then, and then yeah. these are the people. And then they came out of the meeting and told us what was said. Mm-hmm. Is there anything suspicious here? No. no, no, we got to take them at their word. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, Nothing now to I see feel here. Better. Move along, please. Okay, now I feel better because yeah. I, I, I was, I was amazed that, that the reporters were saying, "Well, now I feel better that he brought up the meddling." Who said he did? <laughs> Tillerson, who was primarily there to close an oil deal. Yeah. I mean, really, I mean, how stupid do they think we are? Well, it's not like he's got diplomacy to do or anything. No, no, he's got oil deals to close. But right. I mean, how, how, how gullible do they think we are that they close uh, this? We're movie? very gullible. Well, I that's guess. the thing. That's I mean, the we're thing. all sitting around here allowing that guy to walk in and out of the White House. Oh, no, that, that's the thing. I don't think they're counting on all of for this. They're they're not counting on all Americans to be gullible or stupid. Uh, they're counting on the base to be gullible and stupid to give yeah. this a pass, and, and the Russians to be and the gullible. rest of us who complain about it. We're com- we're crazy conspiracy theorists. While the guy who talks about pig gorilla hybrids has the ear of Donald Trump. Yeah, isn't it yeah. a neat? Isn't that a great world we live in? <laughs> and then when they give this briefing. They won't allow cameras. Yeah. You know, like, uh, there's nothing suspicious here. This is one of the most important meetings that has ever happened in the the history of the United States. And uh, we're just supposed to take the lackey's words for what happened. Yeah, well, when I heard the reporters, it just made me throw up. As you know, because I noted it in the production notes. Oh yeah, they're they're definitely uh, definitely puke worthy, Joe. Uh, I'll give you that. Oh, I'm sorry, I hit the wrong button. And yeah, actually, that might cause charts too. So, uh, but anyway, uh, you you good, Joe? No, I'm good. All right. Uh, so now, Michelle, I got my alphabet right now. Okay. Um, I. I, I I have a hard time putting a lot of things into words, um, but when I think about this administration and about what's happening right now, and 
it it makes me sad. It makes me cry. I go to bed with an upset stomach. I wake up with a headache. And I just want people... Uh, see, the problem is our audience is out there. We vote. We are yeah. activists. We do stuff to, to do this. But we're not... We can't reach the right people like this. And when you try to talk to the people who need to listen, they're not listening. They're just so no. hidebound or just so jaded. It's it's scary, and uh, I'm I'm really worried about what's going to happen. I really am. I am. T- and, sorry. And, <laughs> no, don't don't be sorry, Michelle. I mean, the, the, what you gave us there is an honest and uh, pure reaction to all of this craziness. And uh, I'll tell you what, it, it's it's hard to type with murder fists because I have them all the time. Uh, you know, because this this shit is this shit is shit. To quote Matt Trahan's dad, this shit is shit. Uh, of course, it wasn't about politics. It was about the wood we were using on the garage roof. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, I don't fault you for one second, Michelle, having this kind of reaction because um, I wish more people would, would uh, uh, realize the trouble we're in. And you're right. It's, it's hard to reach folks that um that bought into this nonsense and uh unfortunately for them it's gonna destroy their lives uh, you know in large you know uh, part and parcel it's gonna destroy a lot of lives of people who knelt at the altar uh, of trump and um you're you're right to have that reaction because it's it's terrifying it's absolutely terrifying uh but uh miles what do you have on a lighter note, uh, tomorrow I'm going to try to hold down the fort and keep the hosting chair of uh, Mr. Adam Hebert toasty warm for him uh, until he can get on uh, tomorrow at 7 on uh, Mike Check Radio here on Indie Media Weekly. That's right. I'll be your uh, rotator, your, uh, one of your co-hosts, and uh, I'll uh, 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 give you the uh, floaties on your arms. You know, so you don't sink. <laughs> so, so you don't Just sink. Put the training mm-hmm. wheels on the bike. Yeah, so you don't sink in the podcast pool uh, or whatever. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll be there right by your side. Uh, don't you worry. We'll we'll uh, uh, flesh things out and uh, uh, and make a, a wonderful show for everybody tomorrow night on Mike Check Radio. And last but not least, P.S. Mueller, what do you have on the way out of the program, sir? Uh, you know, I don't have a, a heck of a lot to offer, really, except that I hope that everyone has a fine weekend among their family and friends, and the peace reigns throughout the land, and Monday we can go back to hell. Well rested. <laughs> all right. On that note, everybody check out all the other fine programs here on Indie Media Weekly. Uh, we'll be back with you next Tuesday on Turn Up the Night. Rain will be joining us, uh, and Joe will be here as well. And uh, I think we're going to get Cat on for an update uh, in the Rototer slot uh, for all of the stuff going on with um uh you know the the assholes uh arresting people with disabilities and whatnot so um anyway i don't have anything else uh oh yeah check out the night show at 11 p.m right here on indie media weekly that's it that's it over and out
Rock and roll. God bless America. Time for go to bed. I'm finished. Goodbye. We now conclude broadcast activities. On behalf of the management and staff, we wish you a pleasant good night. Thank you. Good night, Lawrence. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Woo! I got humanoids crossed with fish and stuff.